treat your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond, you may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No. Because I'm going to get him. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We're coming to you live from our radio and television studios here in Northwest Pennsylvania, where we broadcast live every weeknight from uh, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Global Star Radio Network. That's the place to be. The reason I'm chuckling is I, I was wondering if uh, I was saying, I was mocking our introduction a little bit. Not mocking it, just kind of adding to it. And uh, Joe gave me this dirty look and then cut off the, the uh, sound. But uh, I'm not sure if it went on over the air. Hey, sometimes you just have to roll with it, you know, be, be, have fun. Anyway, we, we're simulcast, uh, on Blog Talk Radio, BTR, of course. And you can watch us live by archive on our YouTube channel. Folks, subscribe to our YouTube channel, please. Help us out a little bit. Uh, by subscribing, you elevate our visibility across the internet. So, so, hey, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And that's, uh, Team K9. It's an official, our official YouTube channel. I believe, right? Joe. Chime in any time, brother. I didn't hear you. Sorry. Was, you weren't listening. I was not. Uh, see, I, I caught him doing that. Uh, no. Uh, what's the name of our, uh, what's the name of our official YouTube channel? Well, you yeah, can, well, it's, see, it's the official Hagman and Hagman Report. Right. You can also find it by searching the it's term Team K9. Right. K-N-E-I-N. And of course, people will make a lot of stuff out of that, right? Uh, but that stood for Northeast Intelligence Network and, uh, a former, uh, anyway. Uh, but, but Team K9, but subscribe. Go ahead. It's free. Subscriptions are free. And you can watch us again, watch us live and by archive on our official YouTube channel as well. Um, folks go to hagmanandhagman.com. That's our show page, hagmanreport.com. That's our prep page. And of course we are on social networking. If you go to Hagman and Hagman, navigation is all on the right hand side. You can see it. it. It's pretty clear there. And I just want to thank everyone for, for tuning in and joining us. And I want to thank Joe for keeping, uh, Keeping, uh, you know, attention as I'm going through this, right? Uh, Joe, huh? What would no, you I'm, say? I'm, uh, what would you say? 
It's been a long day. I know it has. And in fact, let me let me tell you something. Okay, in my home, uh, Eric and Joe were kind enough to to really help me out today. Of course, I had to grease them a little bit, but uh, they were kind enough to help me out to uh, uh, save me. Well, they're they're actually doing some, uh, shall we say, home repairs. And listen to this, okay, uh, folks, take a break for a second, okay, for, from from really the 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 mind melting, mind bending stuff. Listen to this, okay. We uh we moved into a, another house last year and uh um it, we had to buy a refrigerator because we the house didn't have a refrigerator and the house we moved. anyway, long story short my wife wanted one with the with the nice maker and I, I you know, I, I could I could just get a cooler me and, and just set it, you know, like in the empty space and be fine with that. Of course my wife wanted a nice maker and okay, so we got a nice maker. Well now this this is is funny and sad at the same time, okay? Because it's sad because I'm an investigator. I should be able, to, like you know, hunt down problems with things. And it's funny because I don't know. This is going to be like a one in a million kind of situation. The uh, the other day, my wife was getting a. a Right before we came to the studio, I came to the studio and, and she was getting a, a cup of ice or something and she hears this clink in this glass and it's this rod about this long. It's a mm-hmm. metal rod. And she said, hey, the ice maker, it's broken. Okay, now bear in mind, okay, what, 12 months, I'm thinking. So I'm thinking, okay, did we get the extended warranty or not? Now, 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 hang on, folks. Don't, don't turn the channel because, this, you know, but it's going to get interesting here. So I'm thinking, okay, we get the extent of warranty, so I'm looking for the warranty and all this. Well, anyway, uh, Eric and Joe come over to the house uh, today. And who, and who was it? Was it Eric? i got to give credit wherever it's due. Eric? Was it Eric, the guy? Okay. Yeah, it was Eric. Eric, the, yeah, Eric opened an investigation because, you know, my wife said, hey, our ice maker's broken. And Eric's really a good, I mean, he, he, he knows, in addition to the computer stuff, he knows, he knows stuff. I don't know stuff. He knows stuff. I don't know. Like you put an engine in front of me, or, or like a you know anything that the computer, especially or buttons, and I screw things up. So anyway, to make a long story short, he says, ah, "Let me look at it," and um, he diagnosed and he fixed our ice maker. And I'll tell you what happened. And and this again, this is like a one in a million shot. I should have Eric tell this story. Are you mic'd up? All right. Well, no, you know what? I guess I could do it. All right, here's the deal. When they brought in the refrigerator, and, well, yeah, it was when they brought in the refrigerator. They had to take the door off. So they took one of those hinges. You know, on the inside, um, those hinges, the, the long metal things. House door. The mm-hmm. Okay, your my house door. Right, that's the correct terminology. And the hinges, and you usually have three or four in the door, and they're metal they're held in by this metal rod with a little cap on it. Well, for the last year, this has been on top of our refrigerator. My wife would dust it, you know, dust the top of the refrigerator, and she'd think, oh, this must be important, so she'd leave, leave it up there. And the last time uh, she dusted it or whatever, apparently she left it, left the thing that was on top of the refrigerator, and somehow it rolled onto the door and when somebody opened the door of the freezer, it dropped into the ice reservoir. 
Okay, and and it, so it was kind of like one in a million shot because it had that that metal thing had to be placed exactly on top of the refrigerator in exactly the right spot for it to roll the way it did, drop into the ice maker, work its way down through the ice, and then it's it's got this um, thing that make I don't know this blade thing that shoots the ice out. Well, it got caught into the blade thing. All right, and in the well, in addition to that, there was another part to that. Actually, there was like a small stopper on top of that, but it was circular enough where it was, it was okay. Anyway, it, nonetheless, it rolled and got into the the um, uh, chewy thing for the ice. See, see the technical knowledge here. I've got the chewy thing that makes the ice crushed up and yeah, the, you can have the option of cubed ice or, or right. crushed ice, <laughs> and. Um, so, having done that, it worked its way down through the ice uh, reservoir, hit the blade, stopped the blade, and well, it didn't stop; it just slowed the blade down. Apparently, and this this little piece of metal got chewed up by the blade, and it, so when my wife got ice, I don't use ice, and, and she, she hit the you know uh, push of the lever for the ice, the the rod itself and the remnants thereof instead of ice plopped into the glass. Well, with ice. And I looked at that and I said, oh boy, you know, this is above my pay grade, thinking that something, the mechanics on the inside of the ice maker fell fell apart. So, anyway, again, I'm looking for the warranty and all this and can't find it and I'm I'm wondering, you know, what what to do and I was going to call the the store where we got it and and anyway, Eric said, "Ah, let me look at it and, and here, after a 15-minute on-site investigation and a lot of, lot of use of his noodle, he said, hey, I know exactly what happened. And he recreated the crime. And uh, basically, there it was. So it, it just amazed me that, um, that it happened the way it happened. And the reason I, I mentioned this is, you know, first of all, why not just make cubes? Anyway, but it would be a lot easier. But But... I guess, you know, looking at this the way we look at life sometimes, uh, we can ascribe, we can look at, we can look at a situation, look at a situation like that and immediately assume like I did, okay, well, the parts of the ice maker just it fell apart or it, it was defective. Never thinking that that piece did not belong in there. Because by the time, I mean, seriously, because, mm-hmm. I mean, you, really, how, how, how would it get from the door, the house door into the ice maker? So I guess the lesson, I, the reason I mentioned that, and there's a lesson here, and the lesson is, I think we all have to look at things f- with fresh eyes sometimes. You know, it's interesting that uh, we, we're, we're seeing a lot of news happen today, a lot of things taking place that appears one way. And, you know, you, as soon as the headline hits, you look at it and automatically you make certain assumptions. Like I did. Oh, that's from the ice maker. No, it's not. And even though it's a, like a thousand to one shot, you're, you know, higher, I don't know what the odds would be. The assumptions are incorrect. And then when you bring someone else and take a look at it and say, what do you, you know, what do you think's going on here? And in like 15 minutes, Eric fixed and saw the problem, and he said, "I don't know. I mean, can you imagine? Okay, this is this is how basically it happened." And he asked me too if the gentleman took off the door. I said, "Oh yeah," 
And uh, he said, do you recognize this piece? And I said, well, yeah, I came out of the ice maker. But no, do you recognize it from, oh, when you showed me the other other parts of the door. So, again, when, uh, the assumption aspect of this, don't look at something. Like I looked at my ice maker and thought, okay, it's defective. It was a mechanical problem. No, no. That's not the case at all. Although quick to, you know, and the assumption would be, right? Assumption would be, hey, that's what happened. Defective or somehow got damaged, broken, whatever. When that's not the case. And it's something totally, totally unrelated. That's why we have to be careful when we're listening to others in the media, especially in the mainstream media. And certainly in the alternative media, we have to be careful of who we listen to and the conclusions we reach, especially when it comes to complex issues. So that did have a moral to it. It wasn't just a, uh, uh, it wasn't just an accolade for, uh, both Joe and Eric. Eric, of course, the uh, key investigator finding the problem and saying, hey, this is what it is. As crazy as it sounds, this is what it is. And I think, I think that should be a lesson to kind of all of us in a sense. Um, because as soon as he, he told me that, I, I thought, my goodness, you know, how many times do we do that when we look at headlines or we look at important news stories? Then again, we shouldn't, we ought not to simple, oversimplify things either. We ha- we should uh, look at the situation critically, in my view. So thank you for allowing me to tell that story, as perhaps boring as it was, but kudos to to our chief engineer, Eric, for his acumen and uh, finding that out. So anyway, Joe, let's, uh, but I'm going to toss it over to you. I, I do have, we, we did get, and you, you know this, and you, you cringe every time I, I, I want to do this. We did get a message from uh, KA. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to give out the real name. Uh, writing this, hi, Doug and Joe, just want to let you know. I used to watch Fox News. I used to be an avid Fox News listener, and then the Lord uh, led me to your show. I happened to click on the May 2nd, 2014 broadcast and 2016, that should be. And found it to be incredibly interesting, so much so that, uh, or, okay, no, she said May, uh, or this individual said May 2nd, 2014. And, uh, found it to be incredibly interesting, so much so that listening to your broadcast became a habit that I'm truly grateful for. Well, we're, we're grateful for, to have you. And grateful for all of our listeners. Um, by the way, I listen to Whole Tones, I buy supplements from Health Masters, and look forward to purchasing a Casper mattress. So you not only educate and inform us, but your product recommendations are fantastic. And that's important to me because we have people like Minutemen Stove uh, with their rocket stove. We have American Survival Wholesale. We have Health Masters. We have Casper Mattress. We have uh, people who are um, that we believe in, that we use the products ourselves. But the essence of this email is, as a matter of fact, um, got a call from about the IRS scam, and the phone number is... and. This individual provided the phone number. Okay, did. So uh, we're going to give that number a call in a little bit. But uh, while we prepare for that, Joe, I'm going to kick it to you for a second. And you can uh, talk about uh, whatever you want to talk about because I just... we got a number of things to get into tonight, and we're going to have a chance from American Survival Wholesale on in about 10 minutes. And then in hours two and three, as we go through the news and current events, we are uh, going to take calls as well. Um, so why not? Throughout the day yeah. on our open phone line Wednesday. And I don't know when the last time we've taken calls. It's been a few weeks at least, if not maybe a month. But uh, we're going to do that today. We want to hear from our listening audience on matters from uh, what's going on in the Middle East and Turkey to the 
domestic issues from the police shootings uh, to the RNC and the Demo- upcoming Democratic National uh, Convention. And we'd love to hear from you. And I'll give out the phone number now, but you're going to have to wait to call. And it's on Hagman, uh, Hagman and Hagman.com. The phone number is there. Uh, we kid around that it's unlisted, but it is on Hagman and Hagman.com. So. Yeah. And, um, the number is 844-769-2944. That's 844-769-2944. Don't, don't call until, uh, we come back from the second hour because there won't be anybody to answer the phones until then. Um, and as I said, uh, the owner of America's Survival Wholesale Chance will be joining us at 7.30 to talk about uh, survival and, and preparations. Um, and we're going to Hurricane preparation. Hur- hurricane right. preparation. I took it right out of your mouth, didn't I? Hurricane preparation. I didn't know you were talking about hurricane preparation. Yeah, I talked to Chance uh, uh, once today. And, and, you know, it's a probably a good time to talk about that. We've been in the U.S. without a major hurricane for a number of years um, now, but looking at some of the weather models and uh, sea surface temperatures it appears that it is the perfect storm uh, this year for really intense hurricanes both in the gulf and in the atlantic um, but more specifically yeah. the gulf uh, as some articles today had pointed out from noaa to the weather channel now does this does this do you think joe do you think that this is going to and, and folks this is not just idle banner um if you're looking at in the north, northeast specifically, we're having less than much less than average rainfall. Yep. You've got the lack of hurricanes or lack of really storm activity. I shouldn't say lack, but a, a, certainly a, a marked decrease in, in in the Gulf and such. Um, There's a heat dome flooding. in the middle in the middle of the country. Right. It's going to be. I mean, even here, it's going to be in the 90s for. I don't know. Um, it's going to be in the 90s week. this weekend. And, yeah. And, uh, it's going to be hovering around 90 for a week, but they say in the in the um, middle of the country, north middle of the country, there's going to be uh, about 100 to 115 degree temperatures throughout the weekend into the next week. They're yeah. calling it the heat dome. Yeah. And we all know how dangerous the heat can be, especially for older people, um, children, and uh, people who are out in the heat, especially at those temperatures. Exactly. A couple of things I want to get into before the program. Uh, we really, we really get into the program is, uh, I got an email. I'm not sure of the, uh, legitimacy of this. I, I haven't checked with, uh, InfoWars, but it was my understanding that perhaps Joe Biggs was taken to the hospital with burns or burns related. After you said that, I checked the site. There was nothing okay. there about that yet. No, not life threatening. It doesn't sound like, but if you watched, for example, I think it was yesterday when, uh, when there was a Kerfuffle with uh, Eric uh, with uh, uh, Alex Jones and uh, yeah, kinda. whatever. Okay, um, the 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 chief split Jones and his crew away from the communists who really kind of the three communists. Well, no, you know what? I'm going to tell you <laughs> that something. I saw at least. Yeah. No, I, I I saw a different. There were a couple. If you look hard enough, you can find uh, outside of Infowars, you can find the, the the video on there. And and I I, I will say this: Alex Jones, in, in in my view, was was attacked. I mean, I, I looked at it, and again, you've he got was a, pushed first. He was yeah, and, and there was you know, if you're not in that confined space, of course, he walked in willingly. And he's the one with the bullhorn, and he walked in willingly. So, I mean, there is that. But um, given the fact that he's got uh, cojones the size of, you know, uh, basketballs, 
And if you're offended by that, well, then you're going to be offended by a lot of things in this program. But uh, <laughs> Joe said, yeah, speak for yourself. Anyway, uh, folks, look, we need the mouthpiece out there. We need the people out there to call these elites on, on, on the carpet and say, you, you're, you're the criminals. And, of course, Alex Jones is doing just that. And I give him all the credit for his actions, and, and uh, I'm behind him 100%. I do want to say if if the report that Joe Biggs got burnt by a flag burner, communist flag burner today, and, and had to be treated in the hospital, uh, he's, was he you know, too close to the flag, or was this an uh, actual assault? No, no. I, you know what the the email I received did not have any specifics. Okay, so because I read that seven people were arrested in flag burning protests. Um, it might guess knowing Joe, he, he probably tried to burn t- uh, to uh, tamp out the fire. I would say I would suspect. Yeah. That's just my view, but I don't. Well, I don't he's know. been on the show before. Yeah. And he's uh, he's a great guy, yeah. and he's a good patriot. He's a good American. He's, I believe that he, uh, he certainly, he, uh, he and I share the same uh, conservative social views, and that's all in that particular format that matters. Uh, so anyway, this KA had uh, sent this email and provided folks twenty plus million scammed out of uh, from senior citizens from people who are not, you know, don't know about this kind of stuff by these supposed IRS scammers. Now, I'm, I'm going to call. Uh, I received the, the telephone number, a new telephone number, one that I did not have yet from these these people who say they're from the IRS. And just for, for the people who I got emails from saying, well, you better, you probably should check with your attorneys before you do this. Done and done. Okay, so no worries there. Believe me, in this litigious society, you hurt someone's feelings. It could be worth ten million dollars. Who knows? All right. Let's. Well, uh, look, why don't we wait, Doctor? Uh, Chance comes on. He's going to be on in three minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't notice the time. Well, we're coming for and the while IRS we, scammers. In the, in the top of the second hour, after uh, we open the phone lines while callers are lining up, we can do that uh, right out out of the get go in hour number two. Also, uh, an announcement. Two two announcements. One. Tomorrow, um, Paul McGuire will be on our show. Let me Paul. see if I got the confirmation yet. Yeah, Paul McGuire tomorrow. And then Steve yep, Quayle tomorrow. and um, uh, Dave Hodges together. You, you know, we talked about this, Joe. You and I, and we talk, I talked to Dave Hodges. I talked to Steve Quayle individually. And they agreed to come on together. And uh, two years ago, I think, when, when did you say that program was? I had written it down. I think it was February, tw- uh, February, February 20th, 2013. They were on together, right? Um, or was that something else I'm looking at? Did you say February or May? Oh, that was May. Yeah, disregard that. What, what am I thinking? Yeah, I'll, I'll do a, a check. I, if I remember correctly, it was, uh, May 24th, 2013. All right. Well, I'm we've, not done, sure, we've done a lot, but but this is going to be a good program, and we could we could have played that program last time that they were on, talking about Russia and talking about NATO and, and talking about the the geopolitical events overseas and in here in the United States. That they they both were right on the money. So, what about the UN trucks? Is it just BS or is there something to it? What about uh, Obama in, in the UN? What about the elections? Uh, let's we get actually have some Obama UN news today. Yeah, um, it, it's the same thing you had. I think. Well, this is on notes. parental rights. Obama and UN okay. joined forces to assault parental rights. Yeah, um, you can actually find this from Infowars, and it talks about the Agenda 2030, the UN's um, uh, agenda, the post-2015 agenda rolled into Agenda 2030, 
and how um, these two are joining forces to combat parental uh, roles in not only the United yeah. States but across the globe. And we'll get into that. They want your kids more in the second hour. As Chance from American Survival Wholesale is on with us now. Hurricane pre- preparation. I, I, look, I don't want to get hit by a hurricane. I, I want to be prepared. So what do I do? Let's Stay go to Chance. in Erie. Well, you know, we had we had a hurricane up here. I mean, that did affect us, but actually twice. But it's all right. Chance, hey, talk to us, brother. Blessings, gentlemen. Good evening. Hey. Good evening. What's up? All right, guys. So tonight we are going to talk about hurricane preparation, what to do, what not to do, and why. Uh, guys, this training is going to be solution-based. So anyone listening, please get your pens and paper ready. Before we start, though, Joe, I spoke to you about this today. I wanted to share a poem that was yeah. written by a 15, 15-year-old high school student in Minnesota. Normally we would pray now, but this hit me so hard, guys. I just want to share it with the listening audience. This poem is entitled, New School Prayer. Now I sit me down in school, where praying is against the rule. For this great nation under God finds mention of him very odd. If scripture now the class recites, it violates the Bill of Rights. And any time my head I bow becomes a federal matter now. Our hair can be purple, orange, or green. That's no offense. It's a freedom scene. The law is specific. The law is precise. Prayers spoken aloud are a serious vice. For praying in a public hall might offend someone with no faith at all. In silence alone, we must meditate. God's name is prohibited by the state. We're allowed to cuss and dress like freaks and pierce our noses, tongues, and cheeks. But they've outlawed guns, but first the Bible. To quote the good book makes me liable. We can elect a pregnant senior queen and the unwed daddy our senior king. It's inappropriate to teach right from wrong. We're taught that such judgments do not belong. We can get our condoms and birth controls, study witchcraft, vampires, and totem poles. But the Ten Commandments are not allowed. No word of God must reach this crowd. Folks, from the mouths of babes to your ears, what lies ahead of us for our youth? I wonder, where is the line of the sand? Where is the line of the sand? That's a very moving uh, poem, especially from a a person who's still in, in school. Absolutely, especially from a 15-year-old. Thanks for sharing that, uh, Chance. Absolutely. So, yeah, tonight we're going to talk about hurricane training, uh, but I want to start with some things that a lot of people might or know or not know. For example, hurricane, it's also called a typhoon or tropical cyclone. Uh, one, a Category 5 hurricane can produce gusts up to 475 miles per hour during its tropical storm phase, uh, called also a storm surge. Hurricanes like Ivan and Francis produced over 100 tornadoes each. In 1987, Hurricane Emily was clocked, moving in a forward direction at 68.5 miles per hour. Folks, that's not wind. That is travel speed, faster than many of our speed limits on U.S. freeways. 
a hurricane from beginning to end can last up to 30 days and maybe and maybe 1400 miles wide a hurricane can release 600 trillion watts of heat energy folks that's 200 times the world's total electrical generating capacity so now we understand the awesome power of a hurricane how do we prepare number one secure your property by doing the following install permanent storm shutters on your windows if that's not an option pre-cut 5 8 inch plywood to fit all window openings and install them prior to any advisory number two bring in all lawn furniture toys outdoor decorations garbage cans and anything else that's not tied down because they could become a missile in a hurricane Clear all of your rain gutters and downspouts. Inspect to see if they're properly secured to your home. Place large and heavy objects against your garage door on the inside to prevent your door from blowing out, causing expensive structural damage. Keep your trees and your shrubs trimmed to make them more resistant to high winds. Know your elevation. If you're new to the area, you must know if your land is prone to flooding. It is a fact that more people lost their lives from freshwater inland flooding associated with hurricanes than any other type of storm. And, Doug, this is for you. Please, please, don't forget your animals. Bring in your pets and keep them calm. On a personal note, in the 1990s, I was was a Red Cross volunteer, and I can't tell you how many folks were reporting lost pets. It's important. Don't forget about your dogs and cats. So now we spoke about right. you, you, you do. I'm coming. I'm coming for you. So sorry about that. <laughs> That's right. So now we have spoke about preparing for a hurricane. Let's talk about preps and what to do during a hurricane. Must have items. Several flashlights with extra batteries, or our flashlights that don't require batteries. I had to sneak that in, guys. A working AM/FM radio, preferably with a NOAA band, also with extra batteries, or our Voyager 7 band with NOAA bands that does not require batteries. A hurricane wrench. This is a specialty wrench that allows you to turn off your natural gas meter by hand, which we offer offer as well. And if you have propane, guys, don't forget to turn off that valve prior to a hurricane. Also, food for at least seven days per person in the home Food for, at least, food for at least seven days per person that's in the home and 50 gallons of water per person also in the home. First aid supplies, duct tape, and a proper bug-out bag. Chance, be, before hurricane. you go on, Chance, hold on a second. I, I've got to ask. Okay, you got four people in the house, okay? I'm just, as an, as an, I'm just saying, if you have four people in the house, 50 gallons of water per person per day, right? Is that what you, is that what you said? No, 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 no. 50 gallons... 50 gallons of water that will last seven days, so that's for one week. Uh, okay, so uh, even even that, that's 200 gallons for four people. Let's say a, a husband, wife, and two kids, that's four people. And then, of course, your pet um, would require a little bit less, I'm, I'm sure. But um, where do you store it? I mean, if you live in, in, in a high-rise type situation or if you live in a maybe a mobile home, <laughs> God forbid if you're in mm-hmm. a hurricane, but but where do you store it? Okay, I and I just I because I know we're in an email saying, well, how am I going to store 
you know, 200 gallons of water in my, in my closed in space. There are very creative ways of storing water. For example, we carry what they call a bathtub bladder. This bladder goes into a standard bathtub and will hold by itself at least 35 gallons of water by itself, right? So if you have a spare bathroom, you can hold 35 gallons there. We also have BPA-free containers, and that's important, folks. The water gallon jugs that you buy at the store, they're not BPA-free. If they get warm, if they get over 80 degrees, plastic will leach into your water. So store your water in BPA-free containers. We carry the five-gallon reservoirs. They're collapsible, and this is what's nice, Doug. You don't need to fill them until you receive the hurricane advisory, and then once you do, then you can place them in areas of the house, and we're going to talk about this later, where the family is going to be. So, um, again, they're collapsible. You can store them in uh, any closet, in a, a garage, anywhere until you're ready to use them. Thanks, Chance. Okay, because I, again, I know a lot of people are going to, you know, say, "Well, how in the world do I do that?" And you, so you do have the, you have the product, and then the advice later on. Okay, got it. Absolutely. All right. Okay, so during a hurricane, um, I'm going to give you guys some more tips, and then at the end, we're going to we're going to go to in a different direction. And I want uh, folks to, uh, you know, email us. So during a hurricane, take refuge in a small interior room a closet or hallway on the first floor. That's very important. Stay away from all windows and doors. Keep your refrigerator and freezer closed as much as possible. Every time you open up your refrigerator, you're taking out four degrees, okay? If you must evacuate or you are instructed to do so, please know the suggested escape route set out by your county, city, or, or uh, local uh, local department. And um, also take your bug out bag with you, which hopefully most of you have now. Uh, do not be fooled if there is a lull in the storm. This could be the eye of the hurricane with much more to come. Guys, here's what I'd like to do, because um, we could get into a lot more information. But what I'd like to do is anyone listening tonight, American Travel Wholesale has set aside the next couple of days uh, to reach out and speak to every listener on specific details for their areas, especially if you're located in the Gulf or along the uh, Atlantic seaboard. We have some more information from you and some uh, bonuses. So everyone listening tonight or later, please reach out to us by email with a good phone number to call you back. We want to spend time with you, helping you prepare for events like this and more. The call is free. The information is free. And those that do, we do have a bonus waiting for you. So email us at bugoutamerica at usa.com. Again, that's bugoutamerica at usa.com. Thank you, gentlemen. It's always an honor. Very, very good. Well, thank you. Um, That's generous. Folks, take advantage of this. Look, preparation advice from Chance, American Survival Wholesale. I mean... I'd like to think that you know that we take care of our listeners, we protect our listeners, and I hope you know that that American Survival Wholesale also takes care of their customers. And this is one way, the practical outreach. And if you're if you do live in a hurricane prone area and um, you have questions, especially if if you're if you're a woman 
infirmed or impaired, kind of like me sometimes, mentally. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, look, take advantage of it. Rely on someone else's expertise. And uh, so take advantage of that. It's very generous of you, Chance, and we really appreciate that. Anything anything else that we should go over um, that we haven't touched on? No, no, it's absolutely um, our pleasure. And then, again, the reason why we want folks to reach out to us is everyone has specific needs, and we're willing to spend the time with them, ask them certain questions, and from those questions give them solutions. And so we're going to take the next couple of days, just just email us, uh, and we'll call you back. We'll take the next couple of days and spend the time with you to give you those solutions. All right, Chance, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And, of course, uh, folks, take advantage of that offer. That uh, that offer. God bless you, my friend. Thank you so much for uh, both the uh, poem and the advice. Appreciate it. God bless you guys as well. All right. Have a That was American Survival Wholesale. Chance from American Survival Wholesale. There you go. Okay. And really coming out and, and saying, hey, if you live in a hurricane-prone area, we will indeed... Um, give you some some advice folks portions of the nice broadcast brought to you by ziprecruiter.com you own a business even if it's a one or two person business and you're looking for some quality help ziprecruiter.com slash free trial i gotta tell you ziprecruiter what a great way to find the talent that you need in in a very ex- expedient fashion, ziprecruiter.com slash free trial. Go to hagmanhagman.com, click on the link to ZipRecruiter. Business owners, hey, you could spend a lot of time there looking up, uh, trying to find the right applicant. Well, you can uh, do so much easier through ziprecruiter.com. And our special URL is ziprecruiter.com slash free trial. All right. Joe, he's Joe. Always, he's like, "Holy cow! Don't do this, Dad! Don't do this." Okay, I'll let you go ahead. All right. So, in fact, he, he we've got we've I'm got stone Charlie horse over here. Oh, Joe's withering, and uh, apologize for that. But see, he he didn't get the studio phone. It says studio right there. You can't see it. See, it's a studio. I, I grabbed the phone thinking I would take your advantage away, and, and you. Came but look, we can expose these scammers. Um, and again, this has been uh, approved provisionally by our legal, vast legal, legal team. And uh, we're just going to uh, give these people a call here. And now these, uh, th- this uh, listener received this call. And I've heard from listeners who have actually hired or gone to attorney. I shouldn't say hired, but gone to attorneys, spent the time to to say, "Hey, I've got this. I got this phone call. They're saying that I owe X amount of dollars. They're going to take me to small claims court, or there's a warrant off my arrest." I've heard from our listeners, some people who have said that they've fallen for this, and the numbers, statistically, the numbers are incredible. How many people actually get scammed by these people who say they're from the United States Treasury Department? So let's see. Hopefully, we got a good number this time. I did. I'm not. You, as from you, as you know, last night. Okay, I didn't. We don't. I don't do this ahead of time. So, we're gonna give this a try and uh, do the do the old-fashioned way. All right, let's see what we can do here. Uh, the phone number that they call from is four two four seven three eight zero six seven three. All right. Let's see if we can get We're this. We're sorry. Your call cannot be completed as dialed. Please check the 
You know, the United States Treasury must really be having a problem paying their phone bill. Oh, all right. That was another big letdown. See, I don't do this. I don't, I don't do this beforehand. So one of these days we'll get a good number. So folks, if you happen to get a phone call from the IRS, get, get, get the person's name or a badge number. Go ahead and pretend you're interested or you're, you're concerned. Get a good callback number. Send it to us, studio at hagmanandhagman.com. We'll call these bozos on air and we'll just ask, hey, are, I just want to make sure we're talking to the United States Treasury. And uh, then we will uh, follow it up with a complaint directly to the uh, Attorney General. And uh, uh, hopefully we can we can stop some of these scammers. In fact, uh, th- there was a group that was arrested in uh, near Philadelphia here recently that were engaged in this kind of activity. So uh, we do take care, look out for our listeners, and if, uh, if you're one of them that received a call like that or do in the next couple of days because this is going crazy. Let's expose these people for who they are and what they are. And Joe, with your permission, I just have a couple of things to say before uh, I kind of set the the tenor of the program. I don't know how many people uh, watched after after the uh, the fact uh, Ben Carson last night. Yeah, I did see this. I read about it and uh, I read not only um, pro-Ben Carson uh, articles about the comments you made uh, in a speech yesterday and i read the msnbc article there you go that's right and um you know the uh, the other side of things mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but basically ben carson exposed or talked about the role model of hillary clinton and it's very interesting yeah you know um he points out i'm gonna see if i can get the exact words uh transcripts uh let's see here no, that's not it. Here, let me see if I see can. See if we, we can get, uh, get the exact transcript. Um, uh, for, uh, okay. if you, in case you didn't hear it, Ben Carson talks about Lucifer, Hillary Clinton, and Donald Trump in RNC speech. And Solinsky. Yeah, and it was, it was seven minutes and 49 seconds, I believe, and that includes the applause. It was very brief, but what, uh, what Dr. Ben Carson? Infowars has the, the transcript. Oh, he, it does? Up there, yeah. Okay. Um, All right. The article is titled, Ben Carson, Hillary's mentor supported Lucifer, conservative neosurgeon accuses Clinton of satanic ties. Right. And it goes on to state, Hillary Clinton's hero is a man who dedicated a book to Lucifer, Dr. Ben Carson said in a scathing criticism Tuesday night at the RNC in Cleveland. Right. Go go ahead. I mean, you could you can uh, because this is important. I I truly believe that what he said is important, and people are starting to take notice. The, m- many people in the media are starting to take notice now the, the connection between the satanic, and, and I believe this is so critical for people to to, to really uh, to grasp and to really, I mean, consider this, consider the implications. But, but go ahead. Um, I didn't this want to is right, talk over you there. This is an excerpt from Carson's speech. One of the things that I've learned about Hillary Clinton is that one of her heroes, her mentors, was Saul Alinsky. Well, welcome to the party, Dr. Carson. And her senior thesis was about Saul Alinsky. That's right. This was someone that she greatly admired and that affected all of her uh, philosophies subsequently. Now, interestingly enough, let me tell you about Saul Alinsky. He wrote a book called 
Rules for Radicals. And we do have that. Thanks to uh, Maria Canese, we do have that uh, book mm-hmm. in our library, Rules for Radicals. Uh, I would suggest people read it if they can get it at their library. Read it to know the enemy's plans. But go ahead. He goes on to say, uh, Rules for Radicals, Solomonsky's book, on a dedication page, it acknowledges Lucifer, the original radical who gained his own kingdom. Mm. Um, Carson goes on to say, Now, uh, think about that. This is a nation where our founding document, the Declaration of Independence, talks about certain inalienable rights that come from our Creator. This is a nation where our Pledge of Allegiance says that we are one nation under God, where every coin in our pocket and every bill in our wallet says, In God we trust. So are we willing to elect someone as president who has their role model, somebody who acknowledges Lucifer? Think about that. The secular progressive agenda is antithetical to the principles of the founding of this nation. Mm -hmm. And if we continue to allow them to take God out of our lives, God will remove himself from us. We will not be blessed, and our nation will go down the tubes, and we will be responsible for that. We do not want that to happen. Okay, now stop right there. The 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 fact that that now people, many people perhaps who watch only Fox News, and who don't go on the internet or who unless they're you know playing words with friends via Facebook, or even the generation that's a bump older than me. Yeah, there is uh, some. Okay. Maybe now hearing this from the respected Ben Carson, advancing that into the mainstream narrative, I believe Dr. Ben Carson has done a great service. Now, Saul Olinsky, who is Saul Olinsky? He is, as Joe said, and as Dr. Carson mentioned, the mentor of Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton. And, and as a matter of fact, he was, he invented Saul Alinsky, born in 1909, dead, I think, in 92 or something. Uh, let me, uh, yeah, some, it doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, uh, Saul Alinsky was the first community organizer. He identified a very specific set of rules that people could follow, that, that the everyday man could follow, and, and tactics that the, ordinary citizen could employ as a means of gaining public power no matter the the method all right that's important to understand so he was the ultimate radical in his day and the and basically a moron magnet okay i mean he attracted morons like hillary diane rodham the witch clinton and bill you know a slick willy uh clinton and of course barack Barry Satoro, Obama. Um, these are the kind of people that 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 look up to Saul Alinsky. Saul Alinsky is closely related to uh, Cloward and Piven, Francis Fox Piven and, and uh, Cloward, both professors, university people, and the Indus- Industrial Areas Foundation. But uh, Alinsky w- was a communist Marxist unapologetically and he set out to change the United States from within using policies procedures methods and manners that uh, would steamroll our society we're seeing today the effects of Saul Alinsky's teachings we're seeing today the effects of people like Obama and Hillary and Bill Clinton embracing the Alinsky ideology um 
you know, it's interesting when you do a search on the internet about Saul Alinsky, now that Ben Carson has made him mainstream. You will see a lot of articles, a lot of, of reports that elevate Alinsky and, to, and diminish his communist Marxist ties. This is, I suppose, this is as much of a story as Dr. Carson's initial, uh, expose. Many people, everyone who listens to our program should be familiar with Rules for Radicals, Saul Alinsky, uh, Claude Piven strategy. If you're not, go back and listen to some of the programs or simply search your, go ahead and, and do a search or better yet, go to the library and, uh, and, and read about that or Amazon and, and download Kindles or, or order books about the approaches of these radicals. Now, these are Luciferians. When we talk about the Luciferian elite, I get emails, Joe, you get emails who say, well, who are the Luciferian elite? You know, everyone looks at Soros. Well, yeah, okay, fine. But who are the mentors that started all this? Saul Alinsky, a huge influence as much even as Margaret Sanger. What Margaret Sanger was, and this is in my view, what Margaret, Margaret Sanger was to the abortion, abortion movement, Saul Alinsky it was to the communist Marxist community organizing takeover by force uh, revolution movement that we're seeing today. That's what kind of influence that he has had. And um, many people, for example, feel that Alinsky was ahead of his time, and, and hence the reference to being a progressive. I, I suppose we can get into an entire um the iteration of, of the, the word progressive and the, the label progressive. We don't need to do that. But it's important by Ben Carson coming out and saying, look, here's a guy that dedicated this book, Rules for Radicals, to Lucifer. And I don't think Carson was strong enough when he said this, if, if there was any fault about this. I don't think it was strong enough. Dedicating Rules for Radicals to Lucifer by this Saul Alinsky creep who is the the mentor of Hillary Rodham, Diane, Hillary Diane Rodham, the witch Clinton, and, and, and Slick Willie and, and Barry Satoro. This is important for us to, to really take a look at how, and I guess the, the takeaway from this, three, three takeaways. The first, the most obvious, of course, who in, the, in their right mind would want Hillary Diane Rodham, the witch Clinton in the White House ever, ever again? That's number one. And along with that, maybe one A, B, and C would be uh, to those conservatives or Republicans, if that's what you want to call yourselves, or Republican conservatives or conservative Republicans or whatever, who say, "Well, I don't like Trump because, well, he's, you know, he hasn't, he's not strong enough on on abortion. He's not strong enough on same sex marriage." Okay, right, I get that, but to to base that decision to allow Hillary. The witch in into the the Oval Office, to me is ridiculous. Is absolutely ridiculous. And you talk about you talk about subjugating yourself to the Republican establishment, to the uh, to, to everything that's wrong with with politics today. That that's that's it right there. And to those people say, oh, you know what? We don't have anyone that's really Christian, um, at least in my view of Christian. So I'm going to set this election out. I'm going to tell you something. If we do that, now Donald Trump is not the answer, but sitting out an election is certainly not the answer either. And yes, Donald Trump, yes, I am afraid that many people, too many people, as a matter of fact, will put their faith too much in Donald Trump. 
because change is not going to come, as, as I've often said, not, it's not going to come from the top down. It's going to come from men's hearts. It's going to come from the bottom up. The hearts of men and women. It's what's in there that's going to, where change is going to come from. And don't you forget it. If you were looking at your neighbor, your friend, your brother-in-law, your sister, whatever it might be, to make the changes necessary for this country to survive, you are looking at the wrong place because you better start looking in the mirror. And if you don't look in the mirror and say, what can I do? What influence do I have in my sphere of influence? What can I possibly do to, to advance the Christian values of America? Even if it means me perhaps losing my job or not going on that vacation or losing money, making a stand, saying homosexuality is wrong, uh, then, then you're looking in the wrong place. Don't look, don't look at Donald Trump to make these changes. You look in the mirror. And, and you, you come to grips with it yourself. And I guarantee you 98% of our audience, of our listening audience and viewing audience, have done that. Of the vast majority of our listeners, I believe, are those kind of people who looked in the mirror and said, you know, if, if we want change, and if we want to leave change to our children, it's going to come, it's going to have to come from me. And I can't let anyone else, I can't depend on anyone else to do it. I guarantee you. That's the majority of our audience. But Saul Walensky, the reference there, um, to me, represents a very, very good advancement. The second takeaway from this is, aside from the political aspect of this, is the acknowledgement of the Luciferian globalist elite. The problem, though, I have with this, again, Ben Carson didn't go far enough because many people especially in the so-called conservative Republican ticket, in this uniparty political environment, this political theater, this reality show that is the Republican National Convention and soon the Democratic National Convention, that reality show is not spending enough time on our spirituality and on the fact that, that yes, our rights come from God, our Creator. And by the way, one better ask, which God are we referring to? Is it the God of the Bible, or is it the God of pagans? And it better be the God of the Bible. There's only one God, there's only one true God, and that's the God of, of the Holy Bible, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I'll, tell, I'll, tell, and I'll tell you something, okay? It is not the same God as the as worshipped by the Muslims, or the Buddhists, or whatever. It's one God. Um, and the third thing, in, in closing, top of the hour here, is the um, the fact that Ben Carson and the fact that everyone there now understands that this is a spiritual battle, or at least has put that on the table. We're going to be right back, folks. This is the Global Star Radio Network. Treat your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposed 
exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond, you may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this segment of the Hagman and Hagman Report, where we are live Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. I want to thank everyone for listening, for joining us, as opposed to tuning in to the RNC. Uh, I suppose you could do that, but uh, better to tune in here, where we can give you the real news. Uh, before we get to your calls, we're taking calls. Okay, we're taking calls tonight. Now, before we can get to your calls, uh, or be- let me give you the phone number, all right? Because it's unlisted. We don't want to call. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Our new call-in number is 844-769-2944. And in fact, if you go to Hagman and Hagman.com, look on the top. You'll see it. It's right there. And we are opening the phone lines and we do have callers in queue right now. So be, before we get to the callers, a couple of things. I happened uh, on this great website called ziprecruiter.com. And the link is off of HagmanandHagman.com as well. Let me ask you, if you're a business owner, are you hiring? Do you know where, for example, to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place is not enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites, and now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with just a single click. That's that's all it takes. You can find candidates in any city, in any industry that you're looking for. Nationwide, just post once and watch your qualified candidates just roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. Now, I spent a long time on this website as both a potential um Employer, as well as someone looking for work. What I found was an easy-to-use website loaded with just absolutely qualified candidates in the field I was looking at, and it made my job to hire extremely easy. There's no juggling of emails or calls to your office. You can quickly screen candidates. You can rate them and hire the right person extremely quickly and efficiently. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 800,000 businesses. Right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. Now, that is important, that slash free trial, if you want the free trial. so Or just go to HagmanHagman.com, look for the graphic, and bang, it'll take you right there. So our listeners right now can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. Trial one more time. 
to get it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. Or just go to uh, Hagman and Hagman and click on the uh, link on the right-hand side there to ZipRecruiter. And it'll take you directly to where you need to be. Folks, if you are in business, this is an indispensable tool. Now, uh, don't forget, next Thursday... If you if you're listening to this broadcast and you are anywhere near Indianapolis, Indiana, you want to spend the morning with some great-looking guys and knowledgeable. I mean, you you want to rub elbows with with the likes of me? Why would you? <laughs> and Joe, again, why would you? Now, and Pastor Begley, folks. Next Thursday, July 28th, at 9 o'clock and at 11 o'clock, we're doing tapings of a television show that reaches million, actually well over a million people all, all across the, the markets in the United States. That's just in the local market. Well, okay, yeah, a million plus in the local Indianapolis in that area. Then, then it airs in Orlando and all across satellite and, uh, television and dish and you know, direct and cable and rabbit ears. And I don't know. So, so, but, but here's the thing. If you come to the studio audience, or if you come in and be part of the studio audience, I, 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 you know, hey, I'll buy a cup of coffee. I'm not sure if there's any. We'll, we'll just have a great time. And, and you can actually, you can actually just, uh, I mean, rub elbows with, with people like, uh, Pastor Paul Begley. That's really the key there. All right. Not us. But Pastor Paul Begley is going to be interviewing us. And for I'm two, a, two shows. Two, shows, yeah, two, two shows there. And, and I just got the, uh, load of, um, uh, the shipment of books in. I only have a limited number of books. If you want to buy, uh, uh Stained by Blood, I'm going to take some with me and I'll, I'll sign them and, and you can buy them there. It's, 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 they generously offered that. So, uh, offered that, that, uh, to me. And I said, sure, I'll do that because a lot of people, uh, a lot of people. I've been getting so many requests by e- by email, and and that too. If you folks, uh, if you want if you want uh, an autographed copy of Stained by Blood, um, or a personalized copy, just go to stainedbyblood.com, and on the right hand side there, you'll see where you can actually buy it online, and I ship it out the same day. So uh, just tell me how you want it personalized or who you want it personalized to, and. You know, if it's if if you want to personalize to Karen, that's fine. Or you know, whatever, just spell it out, and you can do do it that way. Stainedbyblood.com. But next Thursday, man, that's going to be, oh man, I, I'm so excited about that. And this is going to be the first time we've actually met Paul Begley in person. Yeah. yeah so that's so much. It's going to be so much fun. And, and yeah. But. Don't forget tomorrow, uh, Thursday, one week from the event. Tomorrow we're going to have on uh, Paul McGuire. Yes. Now Paul McGuire has his own radio show that he started. Um, not too long ago, it airs 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Folks, go to paulmaguire.us, and there you can find uh, all the links to listen uh, right there uh, on the front of the top of his page. Right. And uh, check out the archives. Check out the content and what he's been doing with his shows. It's, a, it's an excellent show and um, a great addition to uh, add to your listening venues. That's paulmaguire.us. Again, he will be our guest tomorrow after his own radio show coming on here for a, another three hours after his two hours. So we're looking forward to that. And I want to thank Judith as well and others who sent me emails uh, uh, to the Twitter feed of Joe Biggs. 
What's wrong with me, man? I didn't even think of checking his Twitter feed. Uh, Flag-burning commies are in jail. I'm in the hospital. And there's a picture of his hand, which apparently looks like there's probably a third-degree burn underneath the gauze, uh, 4 by 4 maybe, or 6 by 6 But nonetheless, uh, so our prayers go out to Joe Biggs. And if you, if you don't want to... If you don't want to see profanity, I would not click on that Twitter link, okay? Well, uh, the people burning the flag actually set themselves on fire, from what I've been reading. Well, there you go. I mean, anyone who does that is mentally, uh, you know, a little bit mentally touched. But taking your calls, don't want to take up. Oh, one more, one more prayer request, or two more prayer requests. And, and I'm going to say this to Officer Sean. Thank you for your email. You know, we, a lot of police officers listen to this program, and I, I really, really, Please, folks, pray for the safety of our police officers. I can see right now the there's an uptick in um, communications, and, and especially on those uh, websites and boards that are either Islam-related or communist-related, communist meaning, well, communist and socialist, Fabian socialist, the, the Sanders and Clinton supporters where there's a lot of anger, anger toward the police officers. And uh, I, I just I, I can't shake this feeling that there's going to be another ambush of police officers. I mean, I guess you don't have to be Sherlock Holmes to really, or, or you have, an, have a certification in behavioral analysis to understand that that's coming. But I just, I just keep every first responder police officer in your prayers. I do believe that... Uh, uh, they are in the crosshairs thanks to this, uh, this, this communist tyrannical type regime that we've got in this White House. And, uh, so please keep them in, in your prayers. And Officer Sean, thank you for your email. Um, a little late in responding to you, but, uh, really appreciate that. We pray for your safety. I know here from the studio every day. And thank you to, uh, actually we've got, uh, 19 different, uh, police officers who have sent in little notes of thanks so folks please if you're go out there tomorrow um do something nice for a police officer buy their coffee hey buy their breakfast even but do something nice show them you appreciate them all right because in many cases they're the last line of defense between you and anarchy in many cases and uh it's interesting the very same people who are burning the flag because of our first amendment rights are trying to destroy. I, I never, Joe, I never understood this. You've got these morons out there, these, these, these people with double digit IQs and, and, and a uh, triple that sense of in, uh, entitlement who are burning the flags are being protected by the police because of their, well, and essentially protected by the police because there are p- people there that don't want to rip their eyes out. And, um, yet they, they live in a country where they're burning the American flag. They're living in the United States, burning the American flag. Don't don't they understand that no. that the First Amendment gives them the right to do that? Even if it's wrong, it gives them that right. And, and so by pro, by bringing the flag and protesting are the country in which they live and in in which they collectively suck the, the, from the teat of of entitlement. These green behind the ears little puny cowards out there setting fire to the American flag and throwing urine on police officers and, and other disgusting bodily uh, stuff on, on officers. Don't they, don't they get it? Or is this, now I know this is orchestrated. Don't, please, I'm not stupid, but they still have to at least agree in principle, don't they? 
with the with the ideology of let's destroy, let's burn it all down, baby. I mean, Joe, don't you think? Well, yeah, they're they're anarchists, um, and many of them don't know, you know, what they're doing or why they're doing it. Nor do they understand the uh, the consequences of their action. But for crying out loud, I'm sure some do. I'm, I, I, I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. Well, anyway, uh, so. so Please pray for uh, our police officers, and again, keep the uh, police officers from in Dallas and 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 in Baton Rouge in your prayers. The ones in the hospital and the families of the deceased as well, and know that uh, that they have our pre- appreciation. So absolutely, right. yeah. And the phone lines are open, so go. I'm going to turn over to you, Joe. Go yeah, on. we're going to take some calls at eight four four seven six nine two nine four four. See how many we can get in. Um, Be concise. One quick announcement about Turkey. Um, Erdogan declares three-month state of emergency following the failed coup. Yes. And he extended the country's state of emergency for three months. Um, he imposed curfews and searches of the people by Turkish security forces on the street. Everyone will be required to carry ID cards. And uh, what he's doing is um, continuing to, to change laws and consolidate power as the, um, I would say, it wasn't even a, a failed coup. It was a uh, something that the Turkish intelligence knew about and the president knew about beforehand. It was, um, even though, you know, whether they planned it this way or not, um, they had knowledge that this was going to happen and set these people up in order to take their rights away. Uh, and they're blaming uh, a man who's seeking asylum in Pennsylvania named uh, Gulen, and John Kerry made a statement about this today, saying that they would not extradite him unless they had actual evidence rather than allegations um, of wrongdoing in the uh, of Golan in the failed coup attempt. So uh, we're going to get into that more, but yeah. we're going to get to we, callers as we have a Joe, full board. One more thing about that: the the. Uh, the anarchist or the Islamic uh, radical cleric kook Gulen that lives in a 26-acre ranch in Pennsylvania here. Uh, Paul, Dr. Paul Williams did an investigation of this guy, and he did a report. I had talked to Paul Williams about him and other people like him. Uh, I had mentioned when this was going down uh, that, that he was a footnote in this. I still believe that the other... It's a footnote status, but an important footnote status nonetheless. Um, we need to we need to really expose, as you said, because there is coordination here between Erdogan and Obama. There's coordination between yep. Erdogan and others to set Erdogan up as the the top uh, top Imam Caliphate, whatever we're going to call him, uh, of the empire and recreate the Ottoman Empire. And I want to thank Kim. Thank you so much. By the way, Kim is such a great friend of our program. Great friend of mine. I had the opportunity to meet her, and, and just a, just a, a class a lady with a with a great heart for the Lord and uh, uh, a person of character. Really, talking. Send me the link from True News about uh, is the airbase, uh, U.S. airbase in Turkey, being held hostage? Okay, uh, by Turkey. And of course, uh, True News gets into the analysis. And I just recommend everyone to go ahead to go to truenews.com and take a look at that and uh, do your own analysis. I do believe that there's some meat here. 
and uh, Steve Quayle and Dave Hodges are going to be talking about that on Monday. Talking about this on Monday, this very this very situation, and expanding on it a little bit more as well. Kim, thank you so much. And uh, and again, the question is: Is our airbase being held hostage by Turkey? By true at truenews.com. Go ahead, Joe. All right, we're going to go to the phones. We got Craig, Nick, Blake, Mark, and Jeff. Uh, lined up. We're going to go to Craig first in California. Craig, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman. Hey, this is uh, Joe, huh? <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, can hear you. Oh, yeah. Hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. Hey, uh, hi, Doug. Uh, I've always wanted to talk to you guys. Uh, I really appreciate that. I, uh, I listen to your shows on archive in the morning. <laughs> but I uh, I just wanted to tell you about uh, I know I how, how they're treating our police is not cool, you know. I didn't like how they treated the sheriff on the CNN the other day. Wouldn't let him get his word in. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? The sheriff. Sure, I mean, Don name. Lemon. Yeah. Uh, Don Lemon. Yeah, yeah. The Milwaukee sheriff. Yeah. yeah. They cut yeah. that guy off. Didn't let him finish. But they don't want him to talk his... They want to say their part, but they won't let him finish his. What you well, doing, like Alex Jones did. <laughs> well, you, you know something, and, and I originally was critical of, of Alex Jones, by the way, since you mentioned that, uh, his yeah. behavior, you know, with Piers Morgan. I understand yeah. it a lot better now, having heard yeah. the backstory behind that. And, and yeah. regardless of what you think, you know, you've got a limited amount of time and you've, you've got a decision to make. And he made a decision. I think he made the right one, but, but you're right about Don Lemon. Joe yeah. had talked about it yesterday and, and yeah. the Milwaukee County Sheriff. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I I heard about your story about nine eleven and how you got into uh, from you actually investigated it to find the bad guys, but you started finding out the bad guys were here too. <laughs> you know, yeah, Doug, right? Yeah, yep. I'm just trying to that- convince. Yeah. I just want to make make a clarification. Uh, yeah. And actually, I've got the the letter from the FBI and the Department of Justice in, in mm-hmm. my office. But it says uh, basically we formed a, a volunteer team of top investigators all across the country. And mm-hmm. the reason we stopped is because when we infiltrated, and we did we did a great job. I mean, not me personally, the people that that yeah. were on the team. A, a fantastic job of infiltrating these password protected uh, uh, websites and forums that would move from server to server. But so anyway, uh-huh. bottom line is this: uh, we kept running into too many CIA and FBI people. And Archangel, who is mm-hmm. not not is not in the country, said, "Look, I had to quit." Or he, he quit when he said, "I I, I couldn't tell the difference between the the good and the bad guys." So that tells you a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a. I've uh, I had a dream. Uh, I even told my wife before it happened. I had a dream like uh, within a few days or a week. I can't really remember, but it was weird. It was before nine eleven, and I uh, I have dreams that uh, I actually had dreams that uh, come true. You know that uh, I'm a born again Christian, like you guys are. I love Jesus, and and I appreciate you guys bringing on all the, like Steve Coyle and especially uh, Mr. Langford and stuff on. You know, I, I don't agree with a lot of things people say, but I do agree with a lot that I hear. You know what I mean? But but anyhow, I uh, uh, had a dream uh, I was, uh, like a few some days before it, and uh, it was a dream. I was in a I was in a build, building, 
And what's so weird about it is I was in, in up in a built up in a high rise building, stories up or whatever. I can't really you know. But all I remember is there's just children in, in the building, and uh, someone was shooting uh, shooting rock, laws rockets into the building. And there and when I saw looked at the ground, it, I knew they were Arabic, but they almost looked they're wearing like Iraqi clothing. I don't really know, you know, completely. They had beanies on their head and stuff, and they're shooting like laws rockets into the building, and and I remember grabbing these children, these little children, and punching down to protect them. You know, and I kind of feel in my heart it was my brothers and sisters that were in that building that day. But another thing that, that really, like, actually hasn't been that long, I realized my dream was showing, telling me something else. He was telling me because these guys were on the ground shooting into the building that he came from our, our own soil, you know. Does that make sense that I saw that I saw it like that? Well, sure. I mean, I I, I think so. Years later, I started realizing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Joe. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, I. I, I, I've been hearing. I've been hearing a lot. A lot of people. A lot of Christians um, have, and especially. And this sounds like it's contrived, but I've been hearing more from a lot of older Christians. When I say older, Uh talking over fifty, who are dreaming more and more. Yeah. 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 I mean. They're having more and more vivid dreams, yeah. and the dreams are foreboding yeah. in nature. So, you know, yeah. is that not Joe part of of what the Bible says? Yeah, it does. All right. Yeah. So I had a. I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you guys. I'm no. bad at that. My bad. Go for it. <laughs> Go ahead. I uh, I had a dream. Uh, I'm just. I've been wanting to try to get with Steve Quayle. Yeah, I mean, you guys be the. And I try, I don't even know how to email the guy. I really love to talk to him. I mean, he might come on his show and uh, I have to write them all down. And and and, and uh, when you have more time to to uh, share what my dreams, I've had some pretty. I had a vivid dream one one night, and I didn't understand it at first. But I had a dream. It was like I was in Grand Central Station in New York. Okay, for some re- some reason there was a stairway going up, you know, and there was all these shoes laying on the stairway, and I'm like, "Well, these shoes here." And then as I walked, I could hear Pat Robertson's voice in the background, you know, like like on a, a Seven Hundred Club show, right. <laughs> which is funny. Anyway, but I walk out there, and there's all these. Big, it was Grand Central Station. You know how big it is in there, right? It was like all oh, yeah. these big, gigantic, like, TV, uh, like, movie-sized screens all around the building. And I walked in, I saw Pat Robertson preaching or talking on a show. And then all of a sudden, I saw, I saw all these, uh, uh, like, uh, like, a city with, uh, like, getting hit by explosives, you know, like, like bombs. I don't know whether it was, uh, meteors or what it was, but I, I kind of felt it was somewhat nuclear. Because then I saw a soldier in one of the screens. I kept going to different screens and seeing different, like, events. And I turned and I saw a soldier standing there with a weapon in his hands. And he turned to dust before my very eyes. It was weird. Uh, it was just the most vivid. It was very vivid. It was like I was there. And the sound and the color, there was color. And it was very crisp. And I woke up. Wow, what was that about? And all I can think of is, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I can see... You know, I've been listening to you guys for several years, and I've never talked to you. I've usually listened to you on archive because I, you know, can download it and then to watch it in the sure. morning because I left my one by myself. But I, uh, I just felt pay attention like, to uh, your dreams. God was saying, look, look, yeah, yeah I mean, no, pay, yeah. pay attention to the dreams, and and, and, uh, and that's yeah. my advice to everyone. Uh, pay attention yeah, to your yeah. dreams and pay attention to the mm-hmm. this the little voice I used to yeah. I used to uh, call. Uh, 
I, I don't know, that little voice in my head. Now, to me, it's it's a spiritual check that I receive, and I believe that that's yeah. the case. So yeah. pay attention to that yeah. all the time. I have but a, brother, pretty, uh, pr- a pretty, yeah, I don't want to hold but, you up. Craig, thank you so much for the call. Uh, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, ten, ten seconds uh, to close out. Uh, what do you got? Like, yeah, I just want you to be able to, whatever you can say to my family, because I'm trying to convince them about I know, the, I know the rapture's coming, comes pre-mid, whatever. I just want my family to be ready. I'm going to be able to protect my wife and I want my family. And just if you can say anything in there or during your show, you don't do it right now in my behalf to tell my family that I'm doing this out of love, but I'm going to get them all together to talk about these issues and to defend and protect ourselves and our neighbors too, you know. And the police. And I shook one of those cops' hands today here in Eureka, and I thanked him, because I know they're getting a lot of huff from garbage. But God bless do that. you guys. God bless you. I love you Thank guys, you, Craig. and uh, have a great day. This is, I, I'm so stoked. I didn't know I was going to get in that easy. Craig, God bless you guys. God bless Lord, you. Lord, Lord be with you. All right. Thank you, brother. Bye-bye now. All right. Sure call, Bye. Craig. Have a great yeah. day. Now, yeah. we, uh, to set this next call up, I'm going to tell you, this lady is... One of the best. I mean, personally, uh, she, she's a great lady. She's from France. International correspondent. Interna- yeah, I've been uh, a caller for we several have, years. Yeah, we affectionately refer to her as our as our international correspondent. Her name is Constance from France. Uh, she's a, she's a intelligent. She's very perceptive. She's ahead of the the curve. Now, folks in France, you know what happened there in France, Nice, and Paris. Now, here here she is. Let's bring her on. Constance. Hey, Constance. Hello, Doug and Joe. How are you? Very well. I want to congratulate you. You guys have a fantastic show. How you have grown from the last time I have talked to you. It, I don't know who my favorite guest is. It's just wonderful. I, you have done amazing things. And I must thank you for all the information that you have given over the it's just wonderful. It leaves me speechless. <laughs> oh, you're sweet. Well, you you know, th- thanks for hanging with us in the tin can and string days. You know, people don't. I mean, th- thank you so much for 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 your belief and trust in us, and for hanging with us. And uh, when when the Paris attacks happened and things went down in France, I, I, I was praying for you, Constance. Are are you? Is everything okay? And well, yes. Well, I I am in Bordeaux, but I tell you, all of Europe, all of Europe is turned into one big hellhole. And you don't even know half because the newspapers cannot publicize it. But the the attacks, uh, the the crimes that are the rates, uh, the aggressions that are being uh, every day, every day. Not only in France, because I have friends in Italy, I have family in Italy, uh, people in Germany, and everybody from the little towns to the big cities. We have all the same problems. And it's becoming, and we are more and more immigrants, and uh, it's getting to the place that even in the public public places like the public swimming pools, the rapes are taking places, uh, there are assaults all the time going on, and, and the hellhole that we have in Calais, I don't see how the people are able to, to live there, because you know Calais is the, the port that goes from France to, to Dover, to England. 
And I don't, it is a really a hellhole there. I don't know how the people can, can manage, manage to, to live in that because all, all the cities, it's, it's, uh, Marseille, uh, Paris. Uh, I was in Paris a couple of months ago with my little daughter and, uh, I was shocked. I was really shocked at what I was seeing in Paris. It has been, but this is not only in France, it's all over. We are being attacked on all sides, moral, uh, spiritual, on every type of front we are being attacked. And I don't know if you know that, for example, especially in Denmark and in Germany, they are having these new type of brothels opening up, uh, that where you can have sex with animals. And they are booming. It is a big, it's becoming a big sex business in, in Denmark and also in Germany. It's, and it's not illegal. And you know, also, uh, all over the, the I, I think it's becoming, we are being hit morally, psychologically, physically, financially here. It's, Europe is one big hellhole, you know, you cannot imagine how bad it is here apart from if you come to to france if you go to the tourist areas a little bit in paris okay but if you start to go a little bit uh, you know to the other places even in the tourist places now it is becoming so obvious you're just seeing burkas and i was shocked to hear that in other places like vienna and other places in austria in in italy you know it's just we are just overrun overrun and all they are feeding us with football and sports and all types of television programs to keep us to keep us not looking at what is really happening here in Europe because we are really a dictatorship there's no democracy and no place in Europe anymore that has long flown out the window here here all over Europe and uh, I am really, really praying for your country that uh, you know that Trump will be elected while we are following this very, very closely. And you wouldn't imagine, I was talking to friends in, in Milan, in Italy, and they are really, really pro-Trump, and they are really thinking that this could possibly, we don't put our hope in one man, but it can possibly, up after the brick exit, Maybe it can change the politics, you know, here in Europe also. So it's really, and I know you're having a lot of problems in, in, in America, especially with the shooting of the police, with the Nation of Islam, with the Black Lives Matter. And I, I am praying that for, for in America that uh, it is becoming so radical, all the countries. All the countries at the same time are being radicalized. We are being radicalized with radical Islam, and you are being radicalized not only with Islam, but with black lives, black supremacy, and all these other groups that is, that is taking over and really pounding on the people morally, physically, psychologically, and uh, I, I don't know where this is going, you know. Um, Constance, you, sp okay, a couple of things that you said. You spoke about Calais. 
and uh, we know that these Muslim, the, the Islamic invasion into France, particularly Calais, where uh, the um, uh, the Muslim the, the Muslim invaders barricaded roads and and put up obstacles and, and threw rocks at passing vehicles to slow them down so they could climb aboard to smuggle through into the UK and other locations throughout France. That being Calais, being a, a port uh, a port location, yes, of course. But not only they are harassing the residents they are breaking in they are harassing the people it's horrible I don't know how they can they can bear up under that and you know our politics you know they are taking more and more refugees Holland you know after these attacks in Nice you know uh, he went to he went to Nice uh, Francois Hollande our, our president and he was booed by the people you know he is uh, he is very unpopular and he's really really. But all of these presidents and prime ministers all over Europe, all of they are, they are just puppets. They are puppets because the, the politics is just whatever whatever is happening here in France, uh, the, or Germany, or wherever it is in, in in Europe. They are continuing with the Bruxelles because Bruxelles, uh, Brussels is dictating to us. What we have to do, what type of laws, all these new draconian laws, immigration and, and the welfare state, and we, we know we, our young are just like the Americans, they don't have jobs, they don't have jobs. We are, we are suffering from unemployment like we never have suffered before, and we don't, and, the, and they are, they are, we are being taxed to death. With, with all of these things and they're offering homes and they're offering housing and they're offering schools and they're offering money and I don't know exactly how long this can continue because already France is bankrupt there's nothing more here but uh, I, what I also would like to say because you know uh, five years ago there was a big scandal here that Qatar was funding the mosque here in France, you know, and it was a big scandal here that money, why were we, why was France accepting money from, from the Saudis and from Qatar that was going into these neighborhoods, you know, in these poor neighborhoods in Marseille and in Paris, in this, especially in these no-go police zones, you know. So now, Constance, let me. I, I, I'm sorry for interrupting, but I have to ask this. You hear on the mainstream media, especially the uh, the left side here in the United States, oh, these no go zones in uh, the UK, in France, in Germany, they don't really exist, or they're hyped up. Constance, you live in no, France. No, they exist. I tell you, if you go to Paris, the Saint Denis, or if you go to Marseille, the worst, I don't know what is the worst, Paris or Marseille. Where they they are they are having they are armed and they they don't go into those zones. They are no go zones, and they exist. And anybody that is denying it, it they are uh, it is an open lie, lie. Because just like you have in Brussels, just like you are having in in Denmark and Sweden, Sweden or my now is the the rape capital. The rape capital, because what is going on in Sweden? My God, I don't know how they can they bury bearing under that. It is a rape capital now. It used to be South Africa, but now it is Sweden. And it is anybody that's and uh, if you look at the, the or you ever come to Europe or you see the journalists that have done the reportage on the no-go zones here in Europe, you would not believe because I don't think not even Detroit or 
or, or, the, or San Luis or any other place in America has places like this. Wow. Okay. So you, you have uh, verified. And, folks, we're talking with Constance from Bordeaux, France, uh, a great friend of the program, very articulate, well-spoken, and obviously very knowledgeable about current events. Here, we, here she's saying, look, there are no-go zones. They've, they've been invaded. They're living under this tyrannical dictatorship known uh, as the European Union. If, Constance, did you sense any revolt by the people, is, whether it be France well, or... No, uh, yes, but it's very silent. You have to be very careful because if you have noticed that, and I read the article and I had confirmed that, that here in France, uh, 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 the gun clubs, because you know we are not allowed to have weapons unless you are registered in a gun club, the, the, the memberships in these gun clubs in the last three months have quadrupled and even, even gone up in extreme numbers in the gun clubs. And I, and I, and I really, really hope that people are looking closely at what is happening here and, and I hope that they are taking cautions to defend themselves, defend their families, to stock food and water because you know what, what the people have, you know, when they called martial law, law in, in Brussels, the people could not leave their houses for three days, you know, and the shops were, were empty and they had to stay at home. They couldn't go out certain hours. They had martial law in Bruxelles after the attack. So I think that people really in Europe, also in America, I think that it is time to take measures and because our politicians, they are not protecting us. They are refusing to protect us. I think that we have to protect our families, our children. I've, I've told my children, my girls, because I have girls and my son, that they have to be careful when they go out, not to go out alone. If they go into the swimming pool, they have to not never be alone because there have been rapes in the swimming pools also. Uh, there have been aggressions and to try not to, to stay in a group and also to, to have, if you have to be out, maybe to have some mice, some mice to spray or something, but not this one that you get on the, on, in the shops, you have to get the, the special kind of mice to, because it's really becoming very, very, very violent here. Wow. And well, I we really appreciate also, the update. And at the huh? same time, America is turning also very violent. Because I just want to very quickly tell you a very short story. Sure. About uh, last September, I had a girl, uh, the daughter of an old girlfriend from America. She came to, to Bordeaux. She wanted to come to visit. Because I, it's been over 35 years that I have not been in America anymore. And she contacted me. Her mother has been dead many years, and she wanted to to get to know me and to come to France. And she was, uh, I said yes, I I agreed to it, and I even arranged for her to go to some people, friends of mine in Italy and in here in in France, you know, so she could visit. And uh, I, to say that uh, she was coming from Atlanta, Atlanta. Her name was Erin. Erin was coming from Atlanta. And she was a, a young black woman. She's about 40 years old. But I was shocked at the, at the things that she was saying. She was, like, talking about um, the suppression of black people and they must rise up and, uh, and white people are holding them down. And I looked at the girl and I was saying it was very funny that she would choose to come to Europe <laughs> with those ideas about... Uh, 
uh, black supremacy and 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 all these things that she was talking, and I had to call her out on it, you know, about the the way I was shocked, really, the way she was talking. And and the end, I said, no, I can't have this kind of talk, and uh, I don't accept this. And um, I I said, please, you know, you have to go back to the stage because this is not a good good thing. But I find I was really shocked at that, you know, and it wasn't somebody that, uh, you know, maybe uh, they was, she was coming out of left field for me. I did not know where this, where this talk was coming from. But now I see in America it's becoming quite prevalent, this, uh, this black supremacy, and I don't know where it's, where, yes, the Black Panthers and the Nation of Islam and all these other, other groups. It's really coming out of left field, you know. Well, you know what, Constance, I, I do believe, and we we had uh, spent spent a lot of time talking about the Nation of Islam and the Black Panthers and the uh, the new Black Panthers, and I think what we're seeing here in the states is this melding of um, all of these groups that are pushing what is known here uh, the Black Liberation theology that espouses black uh, supremacy and of course Barry Satoro uh, the the man in the white house is, and his cohorts are fueling the fire uh through attempting to divide this country along racial lines and along socioeconomic lines so we're yes, seeing this these people they have no understanding what it is like to live under communism you know because and there i it am is. a certain age I remember Berlin before the war, before the war came down, because I went into Eastern Germany, and I knew how they was living. I I saw it firsthand, you know, uh, and it was terrible. It was terrible, and people have no idea if, if they ever want to know. And plus, I have family in China. If they ever know, and they live through the Great Famine, if they ever want to know what it's like to live under communism. Uh, you know, they should really uh, go to these, uh, read communist books and study Lenin and, and Stalin and all the communist countries, how the people lived, because I tell you, it was horrible. It was really a nightmare. Mm. Well, I won't take up in your time, and thank you, Doug and Joe. Thank you for all the news and, uh, and the great, fantastic job you are doing. And I will let you go now. God bless thank you. you. Say thank God you. bless you. Stay safe, Constance. Thanks for the call. It was great and, to hear from you, Constance. And have a great bye bye night. Right. Yes, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Where it's late there in Bordeaux, France. Constance, our, uh, I affectionately, we affectionately term her as our international correspondent, uh, telling you how it really is in Europe, in France, the fact that... Uh, Can't even go out send your children yeah. out. And, and folks, worry. see, this is what we really need, in my view. Uh, Joe, I mean, Constance is right on the money. She talked about brothels opening up in Denmark or being open where you can openly have syrup. Have sex with animals. Yeah, that's. Uh, uh, and, he, and she mentioned the censorship in the U.S. media yeah. about some of these issues and um, events that are taking place over in France. That being one of them. Um, you can't. And it's just. It, it, it's a takeover. It's this invasion and these progressive Luciferians here in the United States and in North America and all throughout the West. They want to see the the absolute subjugation of the West under this tyrannical dictatorship known as the New World Order. And their method to get us there, of course, is 
through the Marxist-Leninist Islamic marriage, and and you got these idiots, these 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 low lives in Cleveland who are getting paid by the globalists to go out there and to burn American flags and to throw urine on people and, and to cause all of these these. Um, Joe, the, these were these riots. When uh, I mean, we can't. We don't have the time. My goodness, these people don't have jobs. And I, I what I'd like to see, Joe, and, and I'm kind of going off on a trail here. What I'd like to see is some of the mainstream media person uh, people going out to these protesters and asking them, "What do you, you know?" Grabbing one. What do you do for a living? Put the microphone in your face, in their face. What do you do for a living? How is it that you get time off to come here and the, the protest? And you know, by the way, why are you so hacked off in America? You, 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 the the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the very thing you're protesting, and the flag that you're burning has given you the 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 opportunity. The rights come from God. The Constitution gives you the opportunity to do what you're doing here. And essentially, you're not making any sense because you're burning the flag. You're you're, you're ripping up the Constitution. You want you want the dictatorship, but that doesn't make sense. So, I, but I want to know. I, I don't want BS questions. How are you feeling today? I want to know what these idiots do for a living, and how they can afford to be in Cleveland and perhaps uh, Philadelphia next week, and and how they can do this. I, I don't want to uh, go ahead take calls because otherwise, I'll, you know, I, I could talk all night. Go on. All right, let's go to um, Jeff in in Massachusetts. Jeff. You're live right. on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Yes, Jeff from uh, New England. Uh, oh, thank, far away. thank you, Doug and Joe. Well, well, that lady was a great caller. Boy, I, I was blown away when she spoke, but that's not the reason why I called up. The reason why I called up was about the terrorist attack in Paris, because, because that lady shows the picture of what America's going to be. But you see, here is the thing. Dr. Michael Savage, who is my hero, yep. I mean, I'm, su- I'm surprised he hasn't gotten any severe death threats. Because oh, he has. He has. Oh, he has? Oh, you better believe it. Now, I was on this program, what, about three, four years ago? And, uh, yeah, about four years ago. Yeah. But, uh, before we started the show. Right. Right. Before. right. And then, uh, without, Actually, without giving away any secrets, uh, I do know Dr. Savage has gotten numerous death threats, and, uh, trust me, he, um, has altered his schedule. Go ahead, Joe. I didn't. No, it was about seven years ago. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. So, so anyways, um, here is what I see coming to America. I mean, I'm, I'm voting for Trump, but I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you what, the police are not going to put up with, uh, Michael Savage said there is going to be a swing to the right in America. He said this a long time ago. Now I'll tell you what I mean by a swing to the right. Uh, I, I believe, like in history, I believe Americans will, will demand, and I mean white Americans, Blacks, a lot of blacks will just stick with the other side. Hispanics will stick with the other side. With a few, uh, with with a few who are who are going to be on our side of the fence, and the foreigners will be on their side. There's going to be a demand to intern Arab Americans. There'll be a, there'll be a demand to intern Muslims. And right. if these black lives people keep it up, there'll, there'll there'll be a demand. I won't demand it because because I'm a believer and I will stay out of this. But there, but but there'll be a cry to do this. And guess what? The Japanese were peaceful. Even the Germans and the Italians were peaceful. The Arabs are not going to be peaceful. They, they, they will be AK-47s cropping up like mushrooms. And I believe if Trump gets in there, something like that will happen, because Trump will be forced to do this. And once you have the internment process, then you will literally see blood 
they'll be they'll be a foot high in the streets. Uh, think, Jeff, think of your yes. Let me ask you this: not to take away from what you're talking about with a uh, possible internment. Uh, if these attacks continue, what happened in in the state of Massachusetts today with assault rifles? Did you see well, that? No, I no, I didn't. But 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 I know I know Massachusetts is so far to to the left that that uh, that, that Massachusetts had their way. Only police officers will, would be able to carry guns. Also, the name of the game is nationalizing the police force. Once the police force is nationalized, and and if Obama succeeds, he will bring in the lefties. And you'll bring in foreigners in this country to man those posts, and those and those foreign cops will crack heads to take away the guns. Once they take away the guns, then then it'll, it'll be like Mexico or some third world country to where to where the foreign cops will pull over Americans and say, "I want a hundred dollars off of you. If you if you don't give me a hundred dollars, you go to jail." Oh, you're an infidel. Boom, and then and then put the face shake down. The guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, really. Severe stuff that 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 never happened in America. This didn't even happen in the '60s. This only happens in third world countries. Death squads by death squads either on the left or the right. What I mean by the right is people people like well look at Colombia. Colombia had right wing death squads that were anti communist that that went after went after FARC and all these other organizations. Uh, Left wing death squads. Would be some third world hellhole like Zimbabwe. I mean, how? Before I get off the line, where do you see America heading towards? Do you see a day to, to where police will, will come over and say, "Here, here is the transcript of everything you said on the phone. Here is the transcript. You're you're gone. Your, your, your rights won't be read to you. You don't have any rights, and you're well, just disappeared." Yeah. I, I, I think it, that's a very complex question, but but to simplify it, I, I see a time, and this is me personally, and, and Joe and I, and Eric, uh, the tech, JD, we, we've all engaged in conversations about this, and and Steve Quayle and Dave Hodges, and and I'm of the opinion of, of this. I, I I see this massive swing. Uh, Swing to the right with this particular election if they don't tamper with the results. Now, having said that, uh, uh, now having said that, is this a good thing? Well, we 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 must, in my view, we must adhere to the tenets of the Constitution in, in this country. That means that's right. Okay, and in, in Massachusetts, they they did not do that today, Jeff. When I asked you about that in uh, Massachusetts today, the Attorney General. Rewrote, rewrote the 1998 Gun Control Act of Massachusetts without the legislator or without the government, what? and uh, oh yeah, has banned the sale of semi-automatic weapons. Uh, you know what? I wonder if you can Jeff. This is from the National check that Review. Out. It's from uh, I mean, it's all over the, okay. the internet. All right, so, so A.G. Uh, Murrah Healy explained that the law would no longer oh, meant what it had meant since '98. Right. And um, issued a, a directive that all gun manufacturers and dealers um, basically will uh, need to stop the sale of of these semi-automatic. Okay, that's part of the that's part of the outgoing process of this tyrant or this uh, you know uh, Barry Satora we have in the White House. I can see that. Jeff, to answer your question, I do believe that that we need to adhere to the Constitution. But uh, will Donald Trump provide that mechanism to inter inter? I'm sorry, um, uh, Muslims who present a threat. 
you know, I, I don't know, but I could tell you this, America, Americans are sick and tired of, of the BS political correct crap that we're seeing and getting shoved down our throats. We can see the, um, as you pointed out, we can see the, 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 the hypocrisy of the, the, of the politicians. I certainly, um, and we, it can see the severity of the swings of the pendulum, whether it's to the left or to the right, the, the, the severity, the angle, the acuteness of the swings, it is almost intolerable, but we must adhere to the Constitution. And if they inter, you know, I mean, we, we, we must adhere to the Constitution, but we also must address the problem and get these, and get these, uh, undocumented, uh, alien invaders the hell out of our country. I don't care if we have to, I don't care if I've got to drive a bus. I'll drive the bus. Okay. You put me behind the wheel. I got, I got, I got a truck driving license myself. I, I got a class, I got a class, I got a class B truck driving license myself. So. Alright, Jeff. So, so we, we'll drive together. Alright, we'll take yeah, turns. Exactly. So, so I, I know exactly what you're talking about. So, so, so here's the thing. That's another thing. If Trump tries to get rid of the illegals, do you think the illegals will want to leave? Because you see, uh, not, not just Muslims, but Mexicans and, and other groups, they, the, the gang bangers will, will circulate the guns to, 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 to the Mexican community and there'll be a communist revolution in this country. And you see the rednecks are not going to put up with it. And, and you see the, the, the rednecks who don't listen to stuff like this. They will, they, they, they got guns buried underneath in their backyard. They'll just take, they'll just pop out the guns and God knows what and you will have a civil war and the size of the civil war will be racial, ethnic and religious. Myself, Gee, where'd we hear that from? Where'd we hear that before? Well, that was the exact same thing that I got from uh, my DHS insider and, and, and took a lot of heat for Jeff, but, but you're right. This is along socioeconomic and uh, racial lines, and this is orchestrated right from the top. This is the Clower Piven Sololinsky. Clower uh, Piven, you nailed it. Clower yeah, Piven, right. I, I, I know exactly what that is, and, and, you're, and you're exactly right. And you see, there will be some great black and Hispanic conservatives. David Clark, who is a police chief in Milwaukee, is among their number. I love that guy. That guy yes. is great. But you see, the black and the Hispanic and even the Muslims who have their heads screwed on straight, they're going to be hung along with us because they'll be considered sellouts, traitors, and Uncle Toms. So so the thing is, I welcome anybody in this fight, but you see, uh, people have been so dumbed down and so conditioned. Uh, just look at communist countries, and those communist countries are the model of America. I talk about gang stalking, but you see, study the East German Stasi. Because you see, if it swings further to the left, we become East Germany. If it swings to the right, we become Colombia. We become uh, Brazil as far as their police death squad. Interesting corollaries, Jeff. That's interesting that you mentioned yeah. that. And we have to be very careful because, again, the guide here lawfully is our Constitution. You start swinging exactly. too far to the right. It's, it's, at what point, you know, do you become a nation of laws and not men or a nation of men and not laws? So we have to be very conscientious about how we're doing this. Jeff, we're up against the break, buddy. We gotta let you go. Thank you, Jeff. Have a great night. night. All right. right. When, when we, we come, come back, back, more calls. Nick, Blake, Mark, and Tara. And if you want to join the conversation, 844-769-2944. We'll be right back on this Wednesday edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. This.
This is the Global Star Radio Network. Town or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposing the dangers denials and deceptions for five years a brutal killer remained on the loose free to kill again as mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond you may never look at your city town or its people the same way ever again stained by blood order your copy of this engaging novel today at hagmanandhagman.com and click on the link stained by blood Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this last hour of the Hagman and Hagman Report, where your voice is heard. It's open phone lines, and I want to thank each and every one of you for calling, for being part of our program. We have the best audience, in my view, in all of talk radio, and uh, we just appreciate each and every one of you so much. I want to thank each and every one of you for your support, your uh, being part of our extended family of listeners. We really, you cannot even begin to appreciate how much we really value uh, each each and every one of you. And you're on the front lines, folks. You're on the front lines of this battle in which we fight. You're on the front lines of bringing the message to those around you, to your families, your friends. And you can also make a difference too. You can also make a difference in in the uh, in the uh, really in in the character of the battleground you can you can make changes you can you can do a lot of things through prayer through action and we just want to say thank you for those who uh, who have done just that have gone out of their way to make the changes in their community with their families i know it's tough it's really rough and especially uh, our hearts and prayers go out to the people who are infirmed a very special place in our hearts for those people who are uh, people who can't get out. Uh, we think of you and we pray for you. Speaking of prayers, I want to just ask each and every one of you listening, folks. You know, Global Star Radio does such a great job for us. They, they, Global Star Radio. Uh, Todd from Global Star, what a great guy. Um, so kind and 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 uh, they really they really make us sound better than what we are. And uh, just want to say thank you, but please, I'm asking for everyone to uh, send prayers to uh, Don's wife or to uh, uh, Todd's wife, Don. Um, she's got she's battling some medical issues right now, and she certainly could use your prayers, and certainly Todd can use your prayers as well, and your support, your encouragement, because it's tough when you've got a loved one in the hospital uh, facing some medical challenges, even if it's small or 
big, whatever the challenges they might be. It's tough. It's tough on. It's tough not only on the person undergoing that kind of issue, but it's also tough on the loved one, the, the family. You know. So, uh, please pray for Don, which is Todd's wife from Global Star Radio Network, and uh, pray for Todd too for his strength and and again he does so much for us, and we thank him and thank Global Star Radio for all that he does. And we're a big family here, and. Uh, just so proud to be a part of the Global Star Radio Network. And as I mentioned earlier, just want to remind everyone, registration for next Thursday. If you want to rub elbows with us, come on in. We'll buy a coffee. I'll even maybe even wax your car if you want to. And tickets. you got to get tickets for next Thursday. We're going to be in Indianapolis on the Paul Begley uh, 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 television program there doing two tapings. Come and meet us. Register. Take take a half a day off. Come on, if you if you, if you can drive there in a couple hours, do it. Take t- take the time off and and uh, uh, we'll take some selfies with you. You know, clutch right or <laughs> I don't know. Joe said I'm going to wear my speedos. Uh, no, but um, but seriously, it's going to be a great time. And uh, and don't forget next Monday, Steve Quayle, Dave Hodges on this radio program, seven to ten. Please tell a friend, tell your family. Tell them, though. Tell everyone. Just get the word out because it's going to be an important program. Tomorrow night, Paul McGuire as well. Joe, take it. All right. We have um, callers, and we're going to get to Nick, we do. Blake, Mark, and Tara. We're going to go to Nick in Florida first. Thanks for holding, Nick. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hey, this is Nick the Musician from Florida. I miss you guys. I miss talking to you. Well, talk away now. We miss you too, but well, but you're here. When are, so. you, what, when are you when are you going to have me on as a three hour guest? Because I could definitely go for three hours with no problem. <laughs> I think most <laughs> of our callers can. <laughs> you know, I sort of noticed that, but let's just let that go. Uh, anyways, I feel really led to pray tonight. That's where I'm at. And by the way, I think it's really uh, heartwarming and wonderful that you acknowledge your listeners for being well-informed and, and as good a listener as they are. But, you know, it's Doug and Joe, it's, it's reciprocal. One of the reasons we are what you claim us to be, you know, the most informed listeners and everything is because a lot of the information that we get that gets us this way is what we get from you guys. So it's a two-way street here. Um, mm. You know, and, and I, I love the fact that you acknowledge that with your listeners. But the part of the reason that we are this way is because of, the, of a lot of the information we glean from your show. You guys do... It's a ministry. There's no other way to look at it. I mean, it truly is a ministry. And as much as as important as all the news that you guys um, put you know, send out to everybody, the main thing is, um, and what I'm led to feeling right now, is that people receive the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Um, that's the most important thing. And I know all the people that support you guys, whether it's financially or uh, spiritual, you know, by prayer and everything. All that, all that is wonderful. But I know your hearts. I think there's nothing that makes you guys that touches you more than knowing that you're reaching people for Christ or people who have received Christ are in touch with, you know, with you. I think that probably does more for you than anything to know that you're reaching true believers in Christ and that um, your ministry and your news and everything is helping people to reach that point. I'm sure that that touches you in more ways than, than almost anything because I, I feel like I know your hearts. I really, I really feel that way. Wow. Well, 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 thank you. Um, and, and you know, we, uh, the, Nick, the one thing, and 
I do want to say, I do, do want to address a couple of things you said. I think it's important. When we talk about our listeners, uh, being the most informed and the most educated of all talk radio, I, I do have experience in that and experience baptism by fire, I suppose, because I've been on numerous, I've been a regular on, on many, t- uh, radio shows, a regular guest, uh, from coast to coast AM to, um, to, to whatever. I mean, and I've, I've, I've experienced the caliber of callers. And, oh yeah. You know, I, I, there's something special about everyone listening to this show. Not because it's us, but because it's, it's you folks. It's you and, and the listeners like you. There's something special. You know, is it the message? Because every morning, when we have staff meetings, one of the things that we like to really sit back and, and, and make sure the thing that we want to do is be obedient. The thing that we want to do is make sure we're doing the right thing. And the first, what who comes first, of course, outside of, you know, our creator and God is, is our listeners. And that's the one thing every, every staff meeting, will this benefit the people who listen to the program? And will this right. enrich them? You know, and we're protective and, and, of our of the people who are listening to us as as family should be, but thank you for that. And as far as our hearts are concerned, I like to think our hearts are as pure. I mean, we're transparent. What you see is what you get, flaws and all. And you know what? We got plenty of them. I mean, more than that's why more than came. the average person. Absolutely. That's so. why Christ came is to redeem all of us because none of us are perfect, right? Absolutely. That's right. And yeah. as long as you're led by the Spirit. Within God's will, you're you're on the right track. But all I want to do is do a, a quick prayer. And what this prayer basically is, if there's anyone listening to this program tonight who has not received Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, they don't know how to do it, they don't know how to pray, they've never done it, they're on the fence, whatever the deal is, whoever is out there right now is listening to that, to this, we're speaking to you right now. Not me, not Doug, not Joe, it's the Spirit of God. And if you do not know how to pray, receive the Lord Jesus Christ. This is how you do it. We're going to pray right now. You can repeat it if you want to or do it in the privacy of your own will in your own time, but it's basically a prayer that goes something like this. Okay, here we go. Dear Lord, as I pray in the precious and holy name of Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. I know that I cannot get to heaven without you. I humbly ask that you come into my heart, come into my life, and to be my personal Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. If someone out there prayed, amen, if someone out there prayed that or took that in, whether they prayed it right now with us or are going to do it in the future, this is the most important decision you will ever make while you're on planet Earth, and it is one that has eternal significance. Nothing else matters. The cares of this world, nothing matters. The most important thing you will ever do is to pray that prayer, just receive the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is the most important message anyone can get on any program at any time. And of course, all the news and everything is vitally important. Absolutely. But again, your show truly is a ministry. It really is. And if you're led by the Spirit, which I'm how I'm feeling. This is what this is all about for me right now. I felt led by the Spirit. And this is a platform. We reach a lot of people. And even if one person somewhere 
prayed that prayer right now. The angels in heaven are rejoicing, and it was worth every single second it took of us to have this phone call. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. Thank you for for saying that prayer, because there are, um, I'm sure, new listeners and and people who will listen to this via the archive who haven't taken that, that first step to accept the Lord into their heart, and that's, you know, the most it, it, important thing. We assume a lot of times the, the assumption is people know how to, people know how to invite right. our Lord and Savior into our lives. And, and thanks for reminding us, because oh, m- you know, many people might not. It, 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 part of that prayer, the most important, is to realize you can't get there without it. I'm the way, the truth, and life. No one gets to the Father except for me. No one. That means no one. Okay, the, 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 the gate to destruction is wide, but the gate to salvation is narrow. There's only one way. There's relativism is rampant in this world. People do no, no longer believe in absolute truth. And there falls all those little cracks that all these other deceptions and heresies can fall into. And I've been, I've been doing this for a really long time, my studies. I've, it's been, by the way, I'm the friend that went to high school with, with Mike Terrell. Um, I'm also the guy that sent you the big loss, long list of predictions. Yes. Now, it's funny, you joked a while, a while back that you had it on your wall and all this. Now, I actually sent you one, uh, the last day of 2015, you guys had a program on, and I sent a couple real quick. Then I sent you a final draft. Did you ever get the final draft of all those predictions? Because if not, I'll send it again. If the final draft, if, if, yes, I believe. Of all my predictions. Y- you know which I just, was I got, I got, extensive. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I just sent it again just now, just in case, because that's the one okay. that's really insane. okay. Well, I just sent it again. Blah blah blah. But okay. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm um, gonna compare that to what's with what I have on on my corkboard and uh, let's see because a lot of people. By the way, a lot of people on 2015 hit the nail on the head. The oh, attacks. Wow. Okay. Um, uh, we we got and I should we should do a show, Joe, on this, but uh, uh, the attacks of the war on police was uh, I believe uh, somebody in Florida had sent. Yeah, and, and uh, um, the uh, ambush of, of police, really, really. I'll have to check. I have yeah. them all written down, and I know you do, too. Yeah, they're on my I don't know if I have mine with me here, too, but anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm Nick, go uh, real quick. I know you got right. some other callers. Thanks, brother. Guess what? Appreciate I'm in that. touch. I'm in touch on a, almost a daily basis with Matt Peterson from Daily Crow. He and I communicate almost daily, by the way. Great guy. We have, Great. We have become Great. very close friends through you know through emailing as a result of me of hearing him on your show and stuff but we communicate on a regular basis you might want to maybe if you get a chance when you speak to him next time maybe talk to you about some of the things that him and i have discussed because we went into some really interesting territories you know he's a brilliant brilliant man oh and and yeah and you know what he'll be the last oh person to gosh. say say that but yes. but but Matt Peterson from the Daily Crow is exceptional. He's articulate in his acumen for um, the reading the tea leaves, so to speak. Uh, it's just How unbelievable. Did he do that? Yeah. Well, you know what? I think he's only been a Christian it's for three years. Yeah, and yeah, and and I, we we have a lot of respect. I have a lot of respect for him. Yeah. I've been at this for 30 years. I've been even taught Bible study, and he's only three years into this, and he knows that the depth of doctrinal beliefs like he does. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you can imagine him and I can go on and on and on. Like I said, you could have me on a get, on your show for three hours, but so there you go. All right. Thanks, hey, Nick. guys, I love, I love you guys. I really, really do. And it's nice talking to you again. 
and um, God bless. Please, people, Thanks, receive brother. the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the most important thing you will ever do while you're on this planet. Amen. Nick, thank you so much. God bless. And uh, Nick's right. You know, that's what it's all about. Um, before we get to the next caller, I just want to remind people, 23 years ago today, Vincent Foster walked out of the White House about 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, of course, Vincent Foster, Deputy White House Counsel under Billy Bob uh, Clinton, walked out of the White House, and uh, next was his body was found in Fort Marcy Park next to the first cannon or the second cannon or I don't know was he 38 well anyway the bottom line folks 23 years not a mention nary a peep in the media about the scandal of Vince Foster the deputy white house counsel 23 years ago today 1 p.m. leaves the white house and his body is found in Fort Marcy Park and another thing that flew under the radar about that uh interestingly enough there um uh, uh and by the way Foster was a very 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 close friend of Hillary Rodham the witch Clinton and uh, uh when when we looked at this the um uh, fisk and the uh, star investigations, of course, concluded that Foster suffered a single self-inflicted uh, gunshot wound, uh, gun to mouth, if you will. Case closed. Well, not so fast there, Barney, because let me explain something to you. There was, uh, a, there have been a couple, many citizen researchers and, uh, one, one of whom was a witness involved in the case from the beginning, bottom line, there was a neck wound that was seen in addition to the other wound or the uh, the obvious wound um the smoking gun information there's two documents a two-page letter of resignation a 31-page memo from uh written by both written by uh kenneth Starr's lead prosecutor miguel or rodriguez if you look at those documents Rodriguez refers to his in his letter to uh, photographs showing a wound on Foster's neck. This wound was also referenced by some first responders, and obviously the absence of blood spatter, the absence of blood at the scene, does suggest his body was moved. Now others will write, "Well, yeah, it was a, it was you know he's dead. And he was, his body there was some chicanery involved in this." My contention is this was a murder. Uh, uh, plain and simple. Look, I don't, I don't know who did it. I do suspect that it, the origins of which came from the Clinton, Clinton, uh, uh, criminal cabal. But the fact of the matter is, this is yet another issue why we should, that anyone who's thinking about pushing uh, uh, Hillary, Diane Rodovich Clinton as as first lady because they don't like Trump uh, should have their heads examined. I heard a joke today. What was the difference between the Salem trials and the the Hillary uh, uh, congressional hearings? (laughs) One was a Hillary Clinton uh, congressional hearings actually had a real witch. There you go. That's a good, seriously. <laughs> and, and you know, one of the, Mark Dice had, goes, goes into, in the WikiLeaks, one of the emails or Gucci for, uh, uh, documents, one of the emails, uh, made reference written by, uh, Hillary Clinton. One of the emails actually has her saying, getting the, uh, 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 rabbit's foot from the attic, 
and sacrificing a chicken in my backyard or in the backyard to, to Moloch. Okay, she actually writes that in an email. Now, some might say, well, that was tongue in cheek. Really, if you are, if there is a course of, of conduct. Who does that? I mean, who does that tongue in cheek if they don't do that? Right. All right, it just doesn't make any sense. So, uh, but folks, don't forget Vince Foster as a statistic in the Clinton criminal cabal crime family, uh, 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 you know, Fort Marcy Park. And I'm surprised that the other, others have not really made reference to it because it is relevant today, as relevant today as it was 23 years ago. Yes, it is. Um, we're going to go to Blake next. Thanks for holding, Blake. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hi there, Joe. Hi there, Doug. I uh, want to let you know that your names have been changed in our household to the Hagmai, uh, because it's just too much to say Hagman and Hagman all the time, so now you're known as the Hagmai. Um, <laughs> well, that's okay. What? I mean, that's good. We, we've we been called, I'll tell you, we got some other, but uh, <laughs> so we shortened it up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, my husband knows he's not allowed to call me between 7 and 10. Uh, uh, because I'm listening to the hag, my own is sometimes he forgets and calls. Oh, well, wait a second. Where's your husband at between seven and ten? Is he, I mean, what's he doing? How come he's not listening? He, <laughs> he works, um, up out of Baltimore and okay. it's, uh, it's a long ride. I, uh, and I'm in southern Maryland, south of Washington, D.C. So, right. uh, he stays up there during the week when he works and then comes home during the weekend. Gotcha. And, Gotcha. And uh, he just works real hard during the week, and it just works out that way. But well, you but, give him uh, our best. Now. Give him our best because, <laughs> and, and and then tell him that that uh, we thank him for taking good care of you. And uh, uh, hey, download download some of our, of our episodes and give them to him uh, so he can. Uh, uh, well, he hears he hears everything through me, and uh, so he right. here he hears it secondhand. Uh, but uh, you know the the information is always good and. And that's something you never take your listeners uh, for granted. You you don't take that responsibility lightly, and and that's why we trust you, and and uh, you. I uh, really appreciate that. Um, wanted to know if you've heard anything on uh, the missing trash truck in Cleveland uh, that DHS is concerned about maybe uh, uh, being a truck bomb. You know, I read a, a yeah. headline about that yesterday, and. I did not read the article or see a link that actually said that DHS was looking for one, but I have seen rumors that, you know, there was a little Debbie truck stolen and um, other similar type rumors. This, if I'm correct, and I don't, I, I, again, we're on the, we, we receive in, in uh, briefings, uh, unclassified briefings that are, because we're investigators as well, we do have the ability to get long, uh, I want to be careful how I say this because I don't want to make us sound special or that we've got, you know, inside information all the time, but we receive mailing, um, um, email alerts about certain issues of security. There is, if I'm correct on this, yeah, there's a missing municipal waste vehicle. They're concerned because of the, uh, they're comparing it to the potential within Nice. Um, yeah. I'm just going to stop there. But yes, I, we have heard about it, but they, they have taken measures apparently to, to make sure that the streets are, are safe, uh, as opposed to a bomb. Uh, because that would be the, the truck itself 
the girth and the 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 uh, structure of the truck would contain the bomb unless it was a huge, really big bomb. Um, uh, but they're more concerned about you know getting people mowed down in the streets. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, I knew you'd be the ones to ask. I actually called about Turkey, but you addressed it earlier. Um, just real concerned uh, with right. what I'm here. I did hear the the True News report earlier today, and. Uh, the fact that there may be soldiers being held hostage is is just mind blowing. You know, yeah, and and I, I received a couple of emails from uh, military, ex military, and some very well informed individuals who said, "Look, don't overstate this. Uh, there not be sixty one uh, 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 bombs and uh, nuclear uh, uh, assets over there in terms of what they are." Okay, so. I, I'm trying to balance this out. We're trying to balance this out. Uh, however, the fact that the situation exists where the power is cut, uh, and essentially, or, or I, I mean, I don't know how else I would describe the situation. Our troops are essentially hostages when their travel is restricted outside of, you know, when their right. travel is restricted as such. So we, we can argue about the definition all the time. Or, or, you know, for, for as long as people want, but I do think the hostage is probably as close of a definition, accurate definition as you're going to get. Joe, did you? Well, I'll try, I'll try to be patient and stay tuned, uh, for, uh, for more information and analysis coming from you guys. I, All right. and, uh, I, I'm going to let you go. I appreciate everything you do and, uh, thanks. Blake, thanks thank for you. everything. All right, thank you so much, and we accept our our name uh, with pride. So, <laughs> have a good night, Mike. God bless. All right, All right, up next is Mark in New Mexico. Mark, thanks for holding. You are live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hey, Doug and Joe. Um, hey, I want to make some comments on the uh, the whole Black Lives Matter situation, and and some of this might not be run of the mill stereotype, most popular, but but hear me out for a minute. There's no doubt that the BLM is a racist organization, uh, probably more racist than the Ku Klux Klan is. There's no question that their test cases are, are dubious, to say the least, and, and certainly they are being used by the powers that be to create racial division and disharmony in our country. But I think we're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Clearly, in this country, the police are violating the constitutional, civil, and human rights of American citizens across the board. There are illegal and unconstitutional traffic stops, illegal roadblocks, unconstitutional searches, stealing of money and property, uh, roadside sexual molestation. I mean, these are all things that, that you've reported on over the last few years. And these things are not being done by rogue officers. These things are being done by officer-friendly, because officer-friendly is taught to obey orders and not think about the orders that he's being given. Okay. Now, undoubtedly, these things are worse in neighborhoods where people are disenfranchised, not because of racism necessarily, but simply because they will get away with things that they can get away with where they can get away with it. So I, I think we need to recognize when we're talking about this that there is a problem with the police in this country. There's a problem that needs to be fixed. And for us just to knee-jerk, close ranks, and 
and say, hey, Black Lives Matter are, 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 is bad and we stand with our police officers will just lead to more repression because it will be used as an excuse to condone more unconstitutional and illegal practices. I think we need to say, yes, there is a serious problem with law enforcement across this country, and we need to speak to Officer Friendly and say, listen, stop obeying the illegal and unconstitutional orders. We can take advantage of the fact that, that the issue has been raised, and I'm not condoning Black Lives Matters or anything that they've done, but let's take advantage of the fact that the, that the discussion is open and put our two cents worth in and say, yes, you know what, Black Lives Matters are, are, are doing terrible things, but you know what, there really is a problem and we really need to have a conversation about it. Well, I, well, I understand this. Mark, and you're correct. That, that, that's why Oath Keepers is so important, right. the, the organization Oath Keepers. There's a, a huge distrust between American people and police officers, and, you know, we see this police state continuing to build. Um, now, there are, as we talk about, good and bad officers. There are good and bad people in the world. But all this is being used by the social engineers to make this worse, this division worse. And they're allowing the bad cops to do these things to make this worse just like the um you know black lives matter is, is allowing the people to um say these radical things and call for the death of police officers it's creating more untrust more division and will only lead to more violence and confusion um there is ways to go about fixing these, these situations but nobody in the positions of power are interested in that as you said, it's it, there is a bigger agenda at work here. But if each individual person took their responsibility amongst themselves, it would be a different story. Everybody's but, looking but to place Mark, blame. And, Mark, one thing that concerns, or one thing that uh, I was thinking about, you, you, t- you take a look at the, uh, the sheriff in uh, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, who comes out and says, look, um, I mean, he tells it like it is. He told it like it was. He always, I mean, he, he's right on the money. I, I think, I mean, again, this is a complex situation, but, and I'm not giving the, 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 the officers a pass, those who have committed questionable, I mean, been involved in questionable incidents. I'm not giving them a pass, but I, I think when you drill down to the very heart of this, um, we're all being played, aren't we? Mark, I mean, are we not yes. being played? Yes, I, I, I agree. Yes, and, and by multiple parties. Okay. Now, but, so what is... Okay, so Mark, what's your answer to this? Because we we must hold our public servants, and uh, includes police officers, accountable for their actions. But we cannot turn our guns outward and... and you know, handle it the way Black Lives Matter is handling it. So, what would you do? I mean, if you were to if you were assigned to fix the this problem, what would you do? Well, I, I think fixing it as a private citizen, I would take a page out of the liberal communist playbook and uh, espouse a philosophy of so-called civil disobedience. Do not stop at the illegal traffic stops. 
do not allow yourself to be searched by TSA, okay? And if that means not flying, don't fly. No excuses, don't fly. It, you know, do not cooperate. Uh, and, and what we tell ourselves, we rationalize it, and we tell ourselves that, well, okay, you know, I'm just going to sit here in this illegal traffic stop, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to say anything, I'm not going to do anything, because after all, I don't want to be trouble. At the very least... You should even even if even if you go through the stop, and, and I'm just taking that as one of the examples. At the very least, you should say something. You should say, uh, hey, "Don't you okay. know this search is illegal?" Well, what about what, what about having what, what about having uh, constitutions, copies of the constitutions? And, and yes, go ahead and um, uh, go ahead and stop at the traffic stop. I mean, I, I certainly would would never recommend blowing through a tra- you know a, a, a checkpoint because that never ends well but but what about as you are there handing out a copy of the constitution or the bill of rights or or the applicable document um and again oath keepers they they've got they've got documents documentation uh, uh brochures other places have brochures i think infowars has them that explains that that this is uh, this is antithetical to our constitution this is not in compliance with the Constitution, so, but educate the police force, and even before that, would you, Mark? And let me ask you this: Would you go into your local police department and say, "Look, I'm concerned about this issue. I'm on your side. I mean, law and order, or and the rule of law, uh, I guess, uh, but the rule of law as it's dictated by the Constitution." Would you go in and, and hand, uh, you know, hand over like the Constitution, uh, uh, pocket constitutions, for example, or? You know, some sort of documentation that would plead your case. Now, I'm not talking about the TSA because, Mark, I think the TSA is a totally separate animal. That whole organization is not is extra constitutional. So I I think that, um, and I and I know the argument too about police departments being outside of our constitution as well. I I understand that, but but yeah, no, that yeah, aside, let's not argue that one. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. I mean, we can go down that road. Because I mean, if people don't understand, back in the 1800s, uh, we didn't really have jails. I mean, we had jails, but not like today. We didn't have prisons and stuff and stuff. But so, anyway. Sure. But what about being proactive? I, I have had. Well, I have had that conversation with both city police and with county sheriffs. Um, you know, one on one in in my area. Um, I'll tell you. A few weeks ago, I I was stopped at an illegal traffic stop. And right. I very politely and very, very forcefully, but very politely, uh, and very in control explained to the officer that, uh, this was unconstitutional and that, uh, what he was doing was wrong. And you know what he said to me? You're right. You can go. Yeah. And his, and his supervisor came up to him and, and said, what are you doing? He says, well, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't want to stop here and he's right. I'm letting him go. So, you know, we can have an impact, and we have to have that impact with the individual officer, because it's the individual officer that has to start standing up uh, against the orders that are given. And and most of us, though, don't have the, and, and I, I, I hate to say it this way, because it sounds like, you know, I, I'm putting myself above people or something like that, but most of us who feel the way I think you and I feel, when push comes to shove, don't have the courage to actually stand up and say, Hey, you know this is wrong. We'll complain about it, but as you say, we're not proactive about it. 
And, and, you know, it's inconvenient to complain or, to, or to, to make a fuss at the, at the airport because I want to go, go see, or I want to take my vacation or go see grandma and, you know, go with the family. And I don't want to, you know, cause any trouble. But I think what we need to do, and as, as you said in the traffic stop, and I, I think, I, I do believe when confronted, and, and when, when I say con- confronted, I'm talking about you're articulate, you, you make, you state your point, you state your case, you show where this is not within the confines of the Constitution, and you are not a jerk. Okay, um, yes. I think most yeah, that's my delivery and presence. I think makes all the difference in the world. So you're right, Mark. I, I, I agree with you. And again, this is a complex issue. It's got it's got a lot of different sides to it, but um, we have to get back. To, to, we have to get back to the Constitution as it was written without bloodshed. I, I would hope that to be the case, if that's even possible, and certainly well, not take out, not 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 take anything out on the uh, officer that's working. You know, um, and and not maybe not not maybe a hundred percent. And by the way, Mark and folks, this is why a lot of the police departments. Make def- um, you know you want to become a police officer? Were you ever in the military? Well, they understand military officers are, will be more compliant and follow orders without question more than a civilian would. So that's why the, the uh, deference is made to veterans. Just as an aside, but go go ahead, sir. Well, you know the the, the fear that I have, Doug, is that this whole spate of violence that we've seen the last couple of months will be used as a as the false flags have been used to say, look, we really need to crack down and we'll have another USA Patriot Act or a federalization of police or, you know, some other governmental overreach um, that that actually results with the support of those of us who just feel like we should support the police. Hmm. Yeah, and that usually, I mean... Never let a good crisis go to waste is the motto. Right. And if right. they follow that, you know, that's the inevitable outcome. Yeah. And Mark, you made some really excellent points here. I think we have to, I think we really have to be sensible in our fight. I think we, 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 we can't be pushovers, but we can't be bullies. We can't, I mean, we, we have to understand the enormity of the problem and the, and, and how deeply we've all been brainwashed in, in in this whole process on both sides, and how we're all being used as, as pawns to a to a larger in a larger agenda. Um, but but essentially, you're correct. No, and I, and I agree with what you're saying. We don't, you know, we 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 can disagree, but we can disagree agreeably. Up to a point, at least. So, up to a point. Well, listen, thanks for your time. I, I don't want to monopolize it. I know you've got other people waiting, but um, v- very I appreciate thought pro- it. Sure, appreciate Very provoking, thought-provoking questions as well. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Have a great day. Good points. I appreciate points. everything you do. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's great. And, and, and he's right. I mean, there there's so much to this. And we've, Joe, we've, we've, we've really been massaged in, or mentally massaged, or actually, no, mentally pummeled, I suppose, and programmed into believing things that are not true. And, and you know, uh, the enormity, once, the bigger the lie, the easier it is to get everyone to believe it. Absolutely. 
So, all right. Um, we got about 15 minutes yeah. left. We got four callers, so about Boy. three minutes, four minutes of call. We're going to go to Tara in Texas. Texas, Tara. Tara, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Thanks for holding. Hi, I've been listening to you by phone. Um, God bless you, Mr. Hagman, and God bless you, Mr. Hagman. Um, <laughs> thank you. And God bless you. <laughs> thank you. Oh, he does. Let me tell you, he, he's put me through a, a lot in the last 40 years, but everything I've gone through, I look forward. You know, anytime the devil knocks you down, you got to say, oh, okay, God's going to give me back more than I had before. And he does. Every time. I'm mm. a double stroke survivor five years out. I had one stroke, didn't know about it. For uh, three weeks, my air conditioner, my heater running at the same time I had stopped talking. And then I had a second stroke, picked up my Bible, and I couldn't read it. But um, all the letters were all jumbled up. But in the middle of the page was David, clear as a bell. So I drove myself to the hospital. Okay. Wow. I'm, I'm going to clip that story here. That's just, I live in miracles when you, you know, when you, uh, in 1975 in September, done go on 41 years pretty soon here, uh, I, I'm ex-Catholic, okay, but um, I found out he's real. He's real, and you can know him. And, and that's been my ministry all these 40 years, people say, what church you belong to? Well, I belong to my uh, my father, Abba. You know, a price was paid by Yeshua HaMashiach. And uh, I just tell people he's real. Uh, get in that Bible, get the King James, and search. He's able to tell you about himself. It depends on your heart, you know. And uh, I, I born again, you know, 1975. I was one of the first three uh, to come out of the Catholic Church, born-again Christian, and within two years' time, over 300 members from Alaska to Germany all came out of the Catholic Church, born-again Christians. Um, but I, I want to stop there, and I'm going to go back to uh, the Constitution, okay? Because when I had the strokes, you know, uh, it was two cognitive strokes. I was disappearing, you guys. I, I was pretty much disappearing, but I was at total peace. It was okay. I was going away... Uh, but Yeshua was right here with me all the time. Whenever I was in the hospital uh, and not able to speak, it was like uh, he was so close to me, it was like I was in two uh, different dimensions. And um, wow. I've always been awake spiritually. Um, so I, I've, I, I've run, I, I forget all the miracles that I've had. I've had so many, um, but because but I, I, I think your I think your point is I think your point is that 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 we in the face of, of of adversity I mean to me what you're saying in the face of adversity we can overcome through uh, through our, our, through God and our Creator and yeah and you were going to say something about the Constitution yeah what's uh, yeah 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 any adversity you go to the sooner that you flip it around and and look forward to what Abba has for you, then you're going to get through it faster. but yeah, the right. Constitution is what the strokes and everything when the devil tries to you know kill you, shut you up, and can tell you you're stupid, you know if you belong to him, you get a little righteous anger, okay, so I have learned my constitution, I've learned laws that I mean just blow you away uh Carl Miller on YouTube. 
excellent, excellent on the Constitution. And I didn't know why the last four years I've been studying law, and I just now it all came together, and I understand. It is the beast from the sea, and it is the land. We're as uh, followers of Yeshua, then we're to follow the laws of the land. That is the Constitution. And whenever you understand that Constitution is so beautiful, you know that it was inspired by um, our Father, and that's held things together. And even if it's in shred, it's still powerful. But this is what I'm seeing in Scripture. The beast from the sea is admiralty maritime law. Its origination, all roads lead to Rome, baby. Uh, the Catholic Church and the Pope, and as far as I'm concerned, all of these courts that have their admiralty maritime laws, they are unconstitutional, and they need to go back into the sea. And why do you think that we have the beast, Antichrist, that uh, claims to be a lawyer and uh, especially on the Constitution, so that he could destroy it, you know? Also, a point of interest that y'all can go back and research. The first time that Obama went to Israel, they stopped the sacrifice for him. There's two newspapers in Israel, archives, go look at it. They stopped the sacrifice. Now, a few years before that, uh, with some people that I was involved with studying um, stuff, I was told that they had started the sacrifice like seven years ago, okay, that they would start it on the Temple Mount but over and to the side. I didn't know what that meant. Um, my uh, my little icon in the YouTube right now where uh, people are, are watching, I guess, uh, that's, I call it the Moses Vessel. Uh, a month after I photographed it, it went back to Israel with Chabad, has it, okay? And um, uh, that vessel, y'all ought to search it out. It, it's amazing. It's over 5,000 years old. Const there's constellations on it. you got to just look at my channel, Fire or Water 1 on YouTube. And I'm getting this. Fire or Water 1? All right, we'll Fire do that. or water one. Uh, all one word capitalized the first letter of each word. Okay. All right. Well, we will do that. Yeah, we, we were, we've heard about the, um, uh, the March 2013, well, actually. March 23rd, yeah. Earth, whatever it was, 22nd, 23rd. We, we heard about that. Um, the stopping of the sacrifices and, and, and Joe at the time and, and I, you know, our, the Passover tr tradition, if you yeah. will, cultural tradition, yeah. as opposed to religious tradition. Right. All those uh, points. And see, this right. is how the devil operates. He throws the truth out there, and then he makes fun of it, so people forget. Indeed. Well, 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 Tara. Thank you. We got to get to some other callers. I we really appreciate this. Thank you so much for this information. We'll we'll follow up with that with that uh, location, that site, and uh, God bless you. Thank you. Appreciate your time. Thank you. And, thank you. Uh, wow, what a survivor. Message of survival. God bless you too. Hmm. All right. Up next, we got Alex in California. Alex, Alex, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hello. I just want to thank hey. you guys both. God bless you guys for both uh, being there, preaching the word, giving us everything that you guys could give us. I got mm -hmm. introduced to you guys from my sister Nadine that lives in Arizona. So yeah, I know she's listening to you guys because once uh, you guys come out, we both uh, message each other, the Ron, the Ron. So, uh, we both <laughs> What's her name? What's your sister? Nadine. 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 
Nadine, yeah. uh, hi, we love you. All right, I just want to say that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just want to let you know I had a I had a premonition. Actually, it was a dream about what's happening right now when I was 13 years old. It was like I had uh, basically I what it was. I just had a dream that I seen military guys coming in, grabbing everybody, lining us all up like they did back in the old days where they just got us in the firing range and just started shooting everybody. And I was so scared. I was so scared to wake up. And I told my parents about it. They used to laugh about me, tell me everything. This, you know, I was 13 years old, you know, telling them what was happening. And then 10 years later, one man changed my life. It was, it was the Lord Jesus Christ. He changed my life. And he introduced me to a man named Alex Jones. And when he introduced me to him, I saw everything, what, what the whole government, everything was all about. You know, how corrupted they were. How they were, how they were doing us, how they were manipulating us, how they were, you know, uh, manipulating the media. I kept telling everybody this is going to happen. You know, I, you know, something's going to happen. Something big is going to happen. No one wanted to believe me, but I told them. First time I knew something was happening was when the first uh, Bush came into uh, office. That's when I said, you know what? Something's from this day on. I go, we're going to be screwed. And sure enough, look at the way we are. And it's written in the Bible too. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. and you know, it, it's interesting timing. You mentioned. Bush one, Bush forty one, whatever. Um, yeah, it's. I I, th- I think we can mark. Well, even even before that, but uh, but certainly that, that that's a hinge moment in history, and and certainly the uh, CIA coup within the executive branch. You're right on the money, brother. Yeah, pretty much. Like Alex. I said, I was barely. I was thirteen. Yeah, I was thirteen years old. You know, like I said, had that dream. Now 23, you know, I, I changed my life from the, when I was 23, and then from there, you know, I, like I said, I met Alex Jones, and then not really meet him, but I met him through, you know, the internet, following him, and then from there, I was like, wow, but I would like to know if you could uh, say a prayer out there for uh, Pastor Paul Bagley, that's another man that my, my sister introduced me to, too, and, and I love listening to him every morning, too. He's a you know we're going to be on his uh, TV show in Indianapolis next Thursday. I know you're in California, so it'd be a long drive for you. But uh, um, yeah, but nonetheless, uh, so yeah, we uh, indeed we. Pastor Begley okay. is, well, is a good friend of the program. Yes, he is, uh, I, and I, I love him. I, I I like the way he he preaches. But my sister loves the way everything he says when he goes. Are you serious? <laughs> when he says that, you know, to me, I I I crack up when I hear him say that. <laughs> I, I, we do it. We do as well. And uh, but but he, he's got a special place in our hearts. And we're going to see him on Thursday. We're going to tell him that you you and both you and the dean said hello. But uh, Alex, uh, thanks for the call, buddy. We gotta, from you. Yeah, we're going to move on. I appreciate it, guys. God bless you. God both. Bless thanks, you man. Love it. All right, we got Greg and then Karen. Let's see if we can't get them both before Come on, the end of the show. Do it. Greg we can do it. from South Carolina, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Uh, hello, fellas. I wanted to say God bless you. And I appreciate everything you do. Uh, well. Doug, you are absolutely correct when this stuff comes from the top down. Um, I'm not sure if people remember, but about 2006, uh, there was a reporter that grilled Michael Hayden when he was uh, confirmed as the uh, director of CIA. Oh, yeah. And, uh, he, at that time changed the definition from probable cause to reasonable suspicion. And yeah, you're right, um, Greg. People are uh, may not, uh, they may be a little lost in what you're referring to. In the, that was during the confirmation hearings, I believe. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we're talking about the CIA director. Have, Are we not? I have uh, two other quick points to make, and then I'll I'll allow you to go. I know there's another caller. Uh, the other one is uh, in the dress. I'd like to address Mark. I don't think he understands that. I have a brother that's a policeman, and you know, like you said, do something nice for a policeman. But I don't think that most Americans understand that these policemen have to deal with drunks and all kind of crazy stuff every night. And sometimes they get a little, you know, testy, I guess. And the third thing I wanted to ask you is I'm a KJV type person. I believe in the King James Version. And one verse, 315, Genesis 315. Um, I'm not a big fan of the fact that they're saying the CERN and the Mandela effect can change the word of God but the second part of that it says uh, where it says I, I always thought that it said he shall bruise or he shall crush thy head and now it says it shall bruise thy head and I know this is the first uh, prophetic verse in the Bible regarding Jesus. Uh, I was wondering if maybe you could give your thoughts on that. And I will oh, take right. my answers off the air. So all right. God bless you. And God bless you. Alright, very quickly, Thanks. Greg, I, I, we're not going to be able to do justice to all this because I want to get the uh, other caller, but real quick, um, uh, Mandela effect, I, I believe that it's, uh, it's not what you think it is, it's overrated. The King James version of the script, the scripture I don't believe has been changed, I think, uh, but going back to Mark and the police officers, I get it, I don't think that's what Mark was saying in his defense. I think that uh, again, this is a complex issue that we have to approach with uh, with sobriety and with uh, with a lot of our with being articulate. Go ahead, let's get the other caller on, and, and Greg we got will talk about less this than a minute. Too. And this is for Karen. Karen, Karen from New Jersey. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman oh, Report. Okay. Sorry, you only got sixty seconds. Okay, I'm gonna have to make this quick. Do you think that shooting, um, that video of the shooting, was fake? Where that girl, her boyfriend, was supposedly shot? I watched it and. She's talking real calmly into the camera. She's going, we had a broken taillight, and the cop shot him four times, and we had a, he had a concealed carry. She's really calmly talking. Her talking point says he's dying next to her. I mean, she yeah. should have been jumping up and down, like, call 911. Oh, my God. He's dying. Call. And she's calmly going over her laundry list. And plus, it shows a picture of the cop, you know, pointing a gun through the window, which looked totally right. staged. And she was supposed to have a four-year-old in the car. Wouldn't you say, save my baby, don't shoot my baby. I mean, she was so calmly going through her laundry list. Oh, baby, don't die on me. Okay, I, look, we got to cut you loose, but you know what? You are 100% right. I don't believe that that video, or, or if that video was not edited, that woman has got to have, she's got to be the calmest person in the world. There's something wrong with that woman. If that's... She had a laundry yeah. list that she made every talking point. Oh, he had concealed carry. He shot yeah. four times. Now, would you count the times he shot during that? You know, no. No. He's dying no. next to her. Thanks, Karen. Not even going, oh, you know, that's crazy. That's right. God bless Thank you. you.